two men cover the happenings of it all. What's up, everybody? Professional Wrestling. We said the wrestling world was going to change. CM Punk is all elite, and honestly, it couldn't have gone better. I think it's possible that Goldberg beats Lashley and that Big E beats Goldberg. Because I don't see Big E beating Roman. I thought ROH was a pile of crap. I think corporate ROH is gross. First of all, the Nick Gage entrance is one of the most insane things I've ever seen in my life. The Edge deal is up next year. Do you think he gets here at AEW if he's still healthy? I think that he's a WWE lifer, honestly. Don't forget that the only reason WWE cleared him to begin with was because AEW was going to, and they were trying to sign it. Mixed martial arts. And I think everything leads towards Sanhagen, but I I don't know. I think TJ could surprise some people. I'm choosing Sanhagen, um, especially with his last two performances. The Aldermaine Sterling and Piotr Jan running that back, and the winner of this should definitely get the next title shot. I thought Connor looked fantastic with the kicks. When he got rocked with punches, he went for the guillotine. That was the stupidest move. You hear Dustin after the fight admitted, though, that there was like a second there where he was like, oh god, he might have me. Do you think Peña has a chance against Man Nunez? The card isn't very good, in my opinion. Even the undercard, I don't think it's that great. Wayne, Gon, and Lewis could potentially be really boring also. That's possible. Definitely. Jake Paul by knockout, probably pretty early. It's pretty telling when uh, Jake Paul was like, let's put up our persons against one another and Woodley wouldn't do it. I think Tyron Woodley's going to win this fight. He's going to throw combinations of Jake that Jake hasn't seen yet. First off, I'm going to say congratulations to Tyron Woodley for making $2 million. I would like to see Vitor and Jake, because I think Vitor would beat Jake's ass. Left on a lot so funny that this is the boxing people talk about most instead of the best boxers fighting. This is what boxing has become. The promoters have not allowed the best fighters to fight the best. They protect their own interests, they protect their fighters, and they never let the best fight the best. And there's multiple champions in the same weight class, and they still won't fight each other to unify the belts. And this is what has allowed YouTubers to come in and take over the sport. And much, much more. I have them this weekend. I'm just going to let the board fall to me. Dalvin Cook, Zeke, CMC. Hopefully I can get one of those running backs. I did my draft tonight, as y'all can see with my Vikings jersey on. You have like your really, really top tier wide receivers, but then there's a pretty big drop off. They didn't speak English. So like the UFC like wasn't giving them title fights as fast as people who did speak English. And absolutely what's happening for, for a time in the sport. The reason why I brought that up though is because of the Stephen A thing, because I think it's a moronic, a moronic viewpoint to take. Yeah, I mean, we just saw Andre Olovsky show up on AEW Dynamite. Like, I, Not only that, we've seen Junior Dos Santos, Andre Olovsky. We've seen Cejudo on Dynamite. We've seen Vitor Belfort on Dynamite. We've seen Jorge Masvidal yeah. and Amanda Nunez. Like, it's just like the fact that Tony Khan actually just did that. Fightful. Fightful. Steven Jensen. Yeah, that's the stuff I got going on. Uh, Fightful Select Weekender Podcast. Support Fightful and Fightful Select. Doug from RVD Tito for life. Are we having fun yet? Because this thing has just got taken to a completely different level. Straight, straight from YouTube.com. Live rounds. The Marksman have arrived. Have arrived. You're watching live rounds with Doug and Steven and being introduced to you by the real IWGP World Heavyweight Champion, Will What's up, everyone? Steven Jensen here. Doug will be here shortly. Just kicking the stream off, so we were on time tonight. And, uh, yeah, he should be here any minute, probably the next 10, 15 minutes or so. So I'm going to hang out, hang out with the chat. I am 
wrapping this new Adam Thielen Minnesota Vikings jersey that I got for the holiday season. Something I've really wanted. So I'm happy to have it. And uh, I hope everyone's having a good night tonight. We got Trevor in the chat. We got ECW Hardcore 07 in the chat. Says RIP Madden. Yeah. RIP. If uh, you haven't heard by now, John Madden, legendary football personality, passed away today. Uh, someone who's going to be remembered, you know, maybe even more so for like the video game than even like in the football world, like within like the, within the sport of football. It obviously, is a massive name in football, but you know what I mean. I bet you this whole like new generation of uh, kids and teens growing up right now probably only know him as like he's the Madden guy. You know what I mean? Like the video game, which is kind of wild. Um, John Gorman, what's up, man? Says, what's up, Steven? What's up, John? Good to see you in here. As always, we have Phil Talk Sports in the chat. RP John Madden. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a bummer. But yeah, let me know in the chat. How, how was your holidays? What have you been liking about wrestling? What have you been liking about MMA? Even stuff you dislike, let me know. Um, Trevor says, not a huge fan, but RIP, really big household name. Absolutely. Absolutely a household name. Like I said, even just the video games alone, that dude is like a massive household name. And then you add on top of it his actual like football, you know, career and commentary and everything. Like, pretty incredible. Phil says, Cody three-time champ, Bay Bay. Yeah, we'll definitely be talking about Cody winning, winning that championship belt for sure for a third time. ECW Hardcore 7 says, looking forward to GCW this weekend. So am I. I've already got it ready to watch on Fight TV. So shout out to Fight TV. Anyone watching this right now, that's that's the place to watch um, GCW. They have, I believe, two shows this weekend. So I've uh, I got the bundle ready to, uh, to watch on Fight TV. Really looking forward to it. Chris N says, Super Bowl predictions as of now. Uh, Vikings. They might not even make the playoffs. I don't know. I really never bet against Tom Brady. It's just something I just feel like go through, go with wherever Brady's at for the sake of Doug. I hope that the Cowboys have a good postseason. They're, they're, they're primed to have a really good run. John says, did you hear about the Jake Paul town? Will buy rate only 65,000 buys? Yikes. If that's true, that is very low. Uh, but those dudes still got paid a lot, a lot, a lot of money. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see how that fluctuates depending on who Jake's next opponent is. Chris N says undisputed era versus Bucks and Kenny. Oh yeah, I mean I I think that'd be awesome. Any combination of, of all six of those guys, I'm all for. Um, by the way, y'all, when Doug gets in here, we'll be doing the super chats. I'll make sure to put those up on the screen. I'll make sure to read them out. If you want to send them now, I'll wait until Doug's here for both of us to answer those questions or read read that stuff out. So we'll do all the super chat stuff uh, once Doug gets here. Uh, but for now, I'll kind of just see what y'all are saying. I also want to tell you all about our friends over at Unkind Esports. I'll have the logo on the screen when Doug gets here. With uh, our background looks strange when it's when it's just me because it has like the two squares, like we're both here, so it just it looks weird. Um, but uh, Unkind Esports, make sure to check them out, and support what they're doing because they're helping out with the stream a ton, uh, helping us bring you more content in the near future, and really, uh, really just helping us out in general and. They're good people over there. Rob Van Dam is one of the owners over there at Unkind Esports, so it's cool, cool as hell to have Rob Van Dam having our back. And then Eric, the dude I've been dealing with over there, is awesome, really cool guy. Um, so they've been awesome to us. And make sure to check out their new website, unkindesports.com. Follow them on social media at Unkind Esports and support them when they got these tournaments and games coming up. You know, they made it into the playoffs for FIFA 
Unfortunately, didn't win the when the um, almost called the Super Bowl because we're talking about American football, but in football, they uh, soccer, they they uh, were eliminated from the playoffs in their FIFA in their FIFA bracket. But we got support for the boys, and we're gonna watch all the other games that they got. And I know that they're also looking for new players uh, for like various games and stuff. So if you're interested in gaming and getting on Twitch and all that kind of stuff with Unkind Esports, reach out to them because I know that they're looking to expand right now. So good people over there. Um, Trevor says, GCW or Day One? Which are you watching, Steven? Well, I'll, well, so... I think I'm going to, I'll probably know by tomorrow, Thursday at the latest. I have no interest in really going to day one, but it's here in Atlanta. And a really good friend of mine who gradually comes over on Wednesdays to watch AEW with me, shout out Michael Hughes. Um, he, he works with State Farm and the Hawks in that building. So he was telling me, he's like, man, I know we, we don't really want to go to this, but like, I might have free floor seats for us. And I was like, if you can get us free floor seats, I'll go. So I may be at day one and then watching GCW um, afterwards, but I already have the show ordered, um, like ready to watch. So I'll, I'll be watching both, but normally I would have no interest really in what the WWE is doing um, right now. I usually, I usually pay attention to their pay-per-views, but really kind of like more as background at this point. I will watch the Royal Rumble for sure, though, because that's that's like a yearly tradition for me since, you know, since I was a kid. Um, Caesar says death comes in threes. Tulu, yeah, oh, Tulu died yesterday. Harry Reid and uh, now John Madden. Yeah. Bomber. Good to see you in here. Uh, Caesar. Cesar. Caesar. Let me know how to say that correctly. I'll make sure. To, I know you, I see you in here all the time. I want to get your name correct. ECW says 49ers going to the Super Bowl. I don't know about that. They're 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 really hit or miss the 49ers. They they could they have a good enough team that they could make a run, I think, but I just I don't see them going all the way. Um Trevor says day one looks awesome, but GCW is going to be really bringing the fire into Hammerstein next month. Absolutely. And speaking of, I'll be doing the post show, youtube.com slash fightful. I'll be doing the uh, the fightful post show for the GCW Hammerstein show. I'm gonna go live right after the show this time. So it'll be that weekend's gonna be pretty fun because on Saturday night, we have UFC 270. I'll do the Fightful Fight Night watch along for that. And then the next night, I'll do the post-show review over there at Fightful for GCW Hammerstein. So I am very much looking forward to that weekend. That's only like three weeks from now or something. I'll actually, I'll be going to, uh, to Terminus in a couple weeks also here in Atlanta. I'll be uh, doing some stuff. Fightful sending me. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to, to being there and enjoying that show. And maybe talking to some wrestlers or something. We'll, we'll see what I wind up doing there. John Gorman says, send Veer, now we're good, LOL. Dude, I, I couldn't tell you anything about any of that. I just see memes on Twitter about, I know that that guy was with Jinder, I think it was with Jinder Mahal, maybe. Like, he was, like, one of his, like, stooges or lackeys or whatever, and now they're saying he's, like, coming back. But I guess they've been running promos for months now about it, so it's, like, just kind of become a meme. Chris N says, thought the uh, thoughts on AJ Styles and NXT seems very desperate. I didn't watch it. I'm interested in seeing him wrestle potentially there, but it's really weird that they waited till now to put AJ Styles in NXT when over the years they've had, you know, the undisputed era guys they've had, I mean, name, name, whoever, right. Gargano, Champa going back farther, you know, Balor and Owens and Zane and, and pack and all these guys. Right. I mean, this, all this 
talent that were like these massive rematches for AJ Styles. And now they wait until it's like a full rebrand and he's wrestling some, you know, really, it looks like he's going to feud or something with that Grayson Waller, who I find to be uh, pretty generic. I know that they clearly have plans for the guy. I think I saw something that he might've been on Raw last night even. Uh, let me know in the chat if that actually happened, but I saw someone tweeting about that and just didn't care enough to look into it. Uh, Jeff Atwood, what's up, Jeff? Good to see you back in here. It says, day one show might have some changes to the car due to COVID. I, yeah, I could see that definitely potentially happening. Um, I think a lot of stuff's going to gonna be a mess again for a while, especially in, in sports. Um, Kogan says, what's up, Kogan? Good to see you in here says quick shout out to my old elementary slash high school friend durant miles i recently found out a place for the atlanta falcons well there you go very cool trevor lombardi says take them tickets good card no doubt i mean here's the thing right even though i don't care for the wwe product being there live it'll be cool to be especially with floor seats to be close to you know um, Roman Reigns, like that'll be cool. I'm I'm a big Riddle fan. Have been since his MMA days, and got to see him live a handful of times on the Indies, like like when he got into wrestling, and uh, you know, so it'd be cool to see him that close up on the WWE stage. So there are there are some wrestlers. AJ, if he gets to wrestle on the show, like I'm always down to watch AJ Styles, no matter what he's doing on the show. He's still one of the best wrestlers in the world, in my opinion. Um. And it'd be really cool if I got one of those chairs. Like, that's really what I want the most. I don't want to get my hopes up, but it would be cool to get one of those, uh, like, uh, whatever they call those, the uh, the words escaping me. The chair, the, the cool chairs with, like, the artwork for the show. Um, Y'all in the chat will know the word I'm looking for. The uh, the so-and-so chairs uh, that they, that they let, not, not fold out, but... Uh, commemorative that's the word i'm trying to think of the commemorative chairs that, that's the word i'm trying to think of um phil says no matter how bad WWE gets the royal rumble is always a fun time i agree you know that that's just a yearly tradition like i said my my whole life really i've i've watched the royal rumble in january and it's just fun it just it, it is a good time especially if you have some money on it or, or something i'm not endorsing people gambling and all that stuff but if you're going to uh those Royal Rumble pools are fun. If you can find, you know, like, you know, 29 other people, or if you, you know, do a few squares each, you can put together something for the Royal Rumble where you can put in like a couple bucks each or something and draw numbers. And then if like the number for who you have wins, then you get the pot. It's pretty fun. Um, Doug's here. I'll let him, uh, I'll let him jump in when he wants to jump in here and then I'll change. Okay. I, I think he's giving me the heads up that he's going to be here in a second. Um, what else we got going on in the chat? 49ers fan, should I buy Bola or watch the Rumble? Um, I mean, if you had to watch one or the other, I'd say Bola. But that's also because Bola is, like, always an incredible tournament. Um, so that's that's really up to you. But like the Royal Rumble, like I said, it'll, it'll be funny because you're like the WWE. Um, what's up, Doug? Let me get our background up here. I've got a – No problem. What's up, everybody? Sorry, I'm running a little late, but uh, yeah, I'm here. Um, what have, what oh. have I missed? Yeah, I'm going to switch this real quick. Oh, that's cool. There we go. So the, uh, now we're I'm under the right thing. Um, yeah, I was just going through the chat, just reading off comments, uh, and uh, 
I made sure to update the bottom. We got Cody as a TNT <laughs> down there. Like it. I like it. New Zealand jersey. I see that. I see yes. that. And listen, listen, I don't I don't know how much of a pep talk I have to give you, Steven, but this Sunday night, this is everything. I need you guys to find a way to win this <laughs> game one more time. Please, for the love of God, find a way to win this game. Because if we if 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 we beat Arizona, right, at 3:30, and you guys it, this is all on you then. And if you guys beat them, we have the number one seed and you have to go to Dallas to get to the, to the Super Bowl. So please, dear God, find a way to win that game. Step on his foot. His foot is <laughs> broke. He's got a broken toe. Every time someone steps on his foot, he's in a world of pain. Step on his foot. Dalvin Cook should be back based on these new rules, uh, new regulations that they just dropped. Um, which are huge, by the way. I think it's a trending move that we're going to be seeing in the future for everything. Um, and yeah, find a way. Find a way to win that game. I would love to, because the Vikings still technically can get in the playoffs. Um, right. We need a lot of help, but we can. We have to win out and get help. Like losing at this point is not an option. Um, yeah, we lost another one score game this week. Um, yeah. so yeah, you know, it is what it is. I got this awesome New Zealand jersey, and then he went onto the field, played like a few downs, and got hurt again. It's like, you know, I'm just hoping that this guy has the same jersey next year. I have I have a bad uh I haven't got a new Vikings jersey since Anton Winfield when he was still on the team. That's the most recent one that I had had. And I was so afraid to get anybody else because it's like I think about you know Adrian Peterson, and then it's like he's not gonna be here much longer, and I think about Another player, it's like they're probably not going to be here much longer. Adam Thielen, I feel like, is a lifer because he grew up a Vikings fan, grew up near the stadium and all that stuff. But, like, all these players, if they are, they're going to blow this whole thing up with the Vikings and they don't make the playoffs this year. So it's going to be interesting. And, and let, let me drop a little – this, this kind of, like, it almost changed me as just a sports fan in general. So I went to the Texans game on Sunday – and because um, I really wanted to see Justin Herbert play, I think he's going to be a huge star in the league and all that. Anyways, and the Texans, like I barely could know, I barely knew the roster, and I'm a diehard football fan, and it, you really have to dig deep to figure out who's on that team. But Rex Burkhead had like a game of his life, so that was kind of cool to see. But anyways, like I I've seen. I've seen it on video and I've seen things that have happened. But anyway, after the game, my buddy wants to try to get autographs from the players, right? So when you get down, down at the bottom level, there's a little uh, section basically where they have like two barricades and the families on the other side meet the players after the game. So all the players come and they see their families and their kids and everything. And man, just like seeing that really like, put everything into perspective for me that these people are just human, man. Like they, they go to their, their wife, their kids, they celebrate winning and then they get in their car and they go home, you know? And it just, I think people just look at these guys as just superstars and they forget that these people are just like human beings, just like all of us. And like to see them with their family, to see them with their wife, to see them with their kids, it just really like, put things into perspective for me. Cause I think you forget about stuff like that. And it's, it's definitely more than just a game, you know, like, yeah, the game itself is it, but like, there's more people involved. Like 
when they do well, like like I love just being able to tell a player that they did a great job right in front of their family. You could see how proud they were of him. You know what I mean? So yeah, it was just a cool moment. Um, but yeah, I, I just thought I'd say that because it, it definitely kind of humbled me as a fan because it's so easy to talk trash and be like, man, why didn't you catch that ball? And why didn't you do this? And it's like, you, you see who, who is actually there and, and like the support system and all that. It, it, it's pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Zach said that his Jefferson jersey would have been a safe purchase for me. I don't know about that. I think it's more likely he leaves in Thielen soon. Something doesn't mm-hmm. happen. I don't know. Just because, just because of age and like they can franchise him and they could like. Well, I'm talking about him. People. I'm talking about. I'm talking about him like wanting out. Like he's putting yeah. up all these numbers, and I feel like he's going to be like, "Yo, we can't even make the playoffs. Like I'm wasting time." Like. I'll say this though, it's a lot harder for NFL players to get out than it is any other sport. Oh, like, sure. They they own you. They can yeah. put you on a franchise tag. They can find you every day you miss. It's pretty tough. And yeah. the Vikings aren't that in that bad of shape. Like new head coach and you know, a good draft, and you guys are right back where you need to be. So. Yeah, it's just gonna depend. There's gonna depend on a lot of different stuff because because cousins, sure. I think cousins is gonna test free agency and he's gonna get an offer somewhere because he's putting up numbers and they're still not making playoffs and it's like does he have one year left or is he done? He has one year left, but like so at this point we have to pay him no matter what like for the yeah. the rest of that that extension he had all guaranteed contract exactly. Um, but they're also in a position where like if if cousins doesn't want to like start kind of negotiating, playing ball with them. They have to be ready for him to leave if he's going to. So, like, they might start starting Kellen Mond next year, even with yeah. Cousins being there, because there, there might be, like, this guy hasn't said he's going to stay, and, like, we got to assume he's leaving. And maybe they start playing him, and Cousins just sits there until he's a free agent or something. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to deal with all this. But at the end of the day, like you said, we just need to be Green Bay. That helps you out. Hopefully we still make the playoffs. But – that's the frustrating thing. The Vikings have a really, really talented team. They're just horribly mismanaged. So yeah, yeah, and it's sort of the game plan, right? Like Green Bay's not the best against the run, so I mean, we that's beat a heavy them. Dalvin Cook, day. right? We beat that's them. A heavy Dalvin, that's a heavy Dalvin Cook day, and you know you could you could do it that way. I, I just I really need you guys to win that game because mm-hmm. Detroit's not going to beat Green Bay. This is my last shot of getting the number one seed. So. <laughs> Hopefully it happens because we play so different at home than we do on the road and I really want to win. So anyways, um, we did get a super chat from Cactus J 22. Thanks a lot, man. I really appreciate it. Um, thoughts on next week's new Japan wrestle kingdom shows. Any predictions? Um, I'm not sure on the full card. I'm looking forward to it. I'm not sure also how the whole like capacity thing is going in Japan. Because I'm hearing that the COVID thing is starting to die down for Japan. So um, uh, I think that uh, I'm really, really looking forward to Osprey Okada. I think that that's going to be the finals. And um, I think Okada is going to win. I think that they're moving on from Osprey being like the guy. Um but but I have no idea. I, I really don't see Osprey winning that. But he really needs to beat Okada at some point. Like he just never has beat Okada, and he's had multiple chances of beating Okada, and it's never happened. 
but I just don't see them after the whole injury situation that they had and, and all that, and then taking him off Japan and basically putting him in the States. I just can't see him being the champion moving forward. Yeah. I'm definitely looking forward to, to the, that, to like whatever Osprey does, like, cause there, it's three nights, right? So they got a lot of stuff. Well, so um, it's like two nights, and then like a week later, I think they do the the Noah versus New Japan, but that's like just multiple tag matches. There's not like really any one singles versus singles match. But they also have that like Raw After Mania type show too that they do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I'm obviously I don't even know who he's wrestling. I don't know if it's been announced, but Shibata's return. That's that's what I'm the most excited about. Like. I would. I was really excited, but they're saying it's only it's a catch wrestling match, and it won't have any strikes, and it's just going to be like basically a submission match, and like uh, like sounds like a Jonathan Gresham type uh, deal. Like maybe that's like uh, the rules or whatever. But um, but they haven't announced who he's going to face yet. So I would think it would be Zack Saber Jr. again, but I, I don't know because Zack Saber Jr. I don't think is booked on New Japan's uh, Wrestle Kingdom yet. So that that would be my only thing. I mean, it could be Gresham himself. Like he tweeted his name out the other day. I noticed that. I was like, yes, he did. Yeah, it's like I mean, if New Japan was, I mean, if they wanted to bring in Gresham for a one-off with like that ROH title on the line or something, like that'd be pretty sick. Yeah, with no, or without the title. Because I want to see Shibata win also. Like, I don't know. I, I'm i looking but forward I, to I that stuff, want, though. I don't want Shibata in just, like, gimmick matches. I mean, if he can't come back, then, I mean, I, it's fine if this is, like, the last one. But, like, I don't think necessarily him in, like, catch wrestling every big show is the, the best idea. But that's just me. Yeah. Because this is I'm, not who he is. His style is a ass kicker. You know what I mean? Yeah, but who knows? He can maybe make it work. Like, Minoru Suzuki has gotten, like, progressively crazier over the years. Like, he was just, like, a grappler before, and now he's, like, murder grandpa. You know what I mean? Like, Shinsuke Nakamura was, like, a pretty, like, generic, just, like, wrestler. And then he became the king of strong style, completely changed everything about himself. Um, So maybe Shibata can, can, can make something happen. Um, I don't know who Ishii's wrestling, but I'm always down to watch him wrestle. I think he is facing... Why can't I think of it? I'm trying to find the card real quick. I just haven't watched enough of it lately or followed it closely enough. It's been... I mean, like, to be fair, it's been pretty irrelevant. Like, New Japan almost all year has been pretty irrelevant. So, I think that... um, but But I do think as long as things you know, can come back and calm down, then I, I think that they'll have a huge year next year. Not just a small year, but a but a huge year. So uh, we have uh, Takahashi versus El Desperado. Um, we have Ishii versus Evil. Oh, that's a bummer. I'm yeah. not a big Evil fan. We have Shibata versus Unknown. One of the nights we have Naito, Sonata, and Bushi versus Jeff Cobb, Great Okan, and Will Ospreay. That'd be good. Which is the United Empire. Um, we have Yo versus Show. Ooh, Rapungi 3K against each other. Interesting. Yeah, they basically broken up now. So, Show looks like he was going to be a singles guy for a while. So, 
I'm assuming that's kind of where that's headed. So that was night one. And then night two, Osprey will face the winner of Okada and Shingo. So Shingo and Okada's night one, and then Osprey's fight in the winner. Yeah. And then we also have Tanahashi versus Kenta in a no DQ match. Naito versus Jeff Cobb. Sonata versus Great Khan. So, yeah, the big matches to me are night two, which is kind of like what WrestleMania has become now, too. Yeah, and th- that's going to be a good show. I mean, that's a lot of good stuff there. But I do miss the days of, like, when I'd stay up overnight to watch that stuff, and you always knew, like, you were going to get, like, a banger Young Bucks tag team match. You knew you are going to get Kenny Omega. You, like, Shinsuke Nakamura like I miss a lot of the guys that like I was a really big fan of back when I was like really really into it um also noticed that Ibushi's not on either card so I guess medically he's not cleared I think he broke his arm or something I remember him getting injured so I guess he's medically not cleared yet so that sucks because he's that does a huge part of the show yeah interesting so, well I mean I'll I'll, yeah. I'll watch it though like you know it, it'll I'm sure it'll be really good wrestling so Yes, definitely. It'll. Uh, I, I, I'm looking forward to them getting their shine event, uh, like finally, because it's been like a year. Or so, uh, you know, AEW can't get all the love. Like, then that's basically kind of what it's been, and I think that it's caused a lot of people to be envious and a lot of people to be upset. And it's just like they're just superior in, in every way right now. And it didn't used to be like that. It used to be kind of split. Like you have to watch this, but you also have to watch this. And now it's just, you watch AEW for wrestling and they're going to give you the best wrestling matches in the, in, in the whole world right now. So it's just what it is right now. Oh yeah. Another super chat. From Dirty. Dirty, always appreciate it, man. What is the best AEW year so far? Um, well, there's like two years was, to choose from, really, right? Like 2019, 2019, yeah, you could pick from great. like May to that end of the year. I mean, I think it was this year, honestly. I think this year's the best AEW year by far, honestly. The roster, the surprises, the matches, the it, the I, I do think they could possibly be better next year just because I feel like so much roster influx came in. And I think next year things to kind of just like settle down a little bit and more focus on what they have. And then also kind of removing what they choose not to use anymore. And I think it could end up being a better show. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's a company that's just going to get better year over year. Like, yeah. you know, and this Especially year was the best year. once they can start doing international touring, like when they can go to the UK and Canada and all that stuff, I think that'll be huge. Yeah, like, that's true. Jericho, Omega, and Canada. I mean, like you're talking heroes welcome. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So yeah, that's uh, that's a good question, Dirty. But uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say this year was the best year too. I mean, for all the stuff you said, all the debuts. Things just keep getting bigger. The amount of talent they got is insane. And the pay-per-views have all delivered big time. Like the last couple especially have been like two of the best, probably the two best pay-per-views all year. I mean, there was a couple. I thought Double or Nothing was really good too. The one that that opened with Adam Page and Brian Cage and and had the Omega uh, Orange Cassidy and Pac. It was supposed to be, right? But they had to change it, right? 
It was a triple remember. threat. I remember it was a triple threat. It was packed. It was but packed. it was but it was teased that Orange Cassidy wasn't going to be in it for like the whole yeah, build up because yeah. he got a concussion. He got a concussion. That's from right. Pack. That's right. Yeah. That yeah, they really good. Really, the only pay per views like outside of AEW that I think would even be in the conversation would be like some of the GCW stuff from this year. Like yeah. I, I don't think there's like anything else that anyone's really done. Like Impact had some solid shows like on pay per view, but nothing to to the effect of of the, this stuff that we're talking about. So yeah, great year for AEW for sure. Um, so I mean, you want to talk about your boy Cody? I know you spent like a whole show talking about him on the distraction. So uh, I didn't watch. So I have no idea what you said, but uh, I did see you with Stardust gloves though. Like, eh, come on. Yeah, I was wearing Sawdust gloves and a Sawdust mask and a Cody oh, wow. Rhodes and a American Nightmare Cody Rhodes Bullet Club shirt. Okay, okay, yeah, it, was, it was awesome. No, um, <laughs> so first, first, I, I think Sammy Guevara's title reign. I think also that kind of surprised people because they expected more from the title reign, so they didn't expect. Cody to win. So I think that that part kind of had heat on it. Just the fact that they didn't necessarily want Sammy's title reign to end. Um, I'm not sure what Cody is doing. Right. But I, but I do think it's going to be original and I think it's going to be very enjoyable. And my request would be if he is now the TNT champion, which he is to bring back the open challenge. And I need Cody and flip Gordon on dynamite. I need oh, Cody man. And Flip Gordon. I need Cody's reaction to Flip Gordon. You can easily do it now. He's free. You can just bring him in. I would mark out so hard if Cody issues an open challenge and Flip Gordon comes out. The funny thing is, because I would too, and the funny thing is like, and I'm not complaining about this, by the way. I just know other people would. Yeah. Like, that's like the niche of the niche now. Cause, like, yes. cause, like, but when AEW first started, the pretty much the whole fan base would have been, would have understood what was going on because mm. that was so fresh off BTE. But now it's been years since all that. So, like, the only people that would really mark out for that is like the small group of us. <laughs> like, you know, but I, I would be incredible if they did that. I didn't even think about that. I, I, I would love it. I would love it so yeah. much. And then he would just be like, why is Flip Gordon here? Yeah. Comes out with Bernard the business bear. Yeah, the whole thing. Why not? Um, Do it all. But yeah, I think a lot of people, um, like when it comes to Sammy, I think a lot of them, like you said, you know, they're probably bummed out that the title reign was short. And on top of that, there's probably people that are bummed out that like Miro lost because like, Miro was being built so well as the TNT champion. And I don't think people were really upset that Sammy beat him so much as like, they might in hindsight be like, what was the point of even having him beat Miro? If like he was only going to hold the title for a short time kind of thing. Um, But at the end of the day, whether people like it or not, this whole thing where Cody is playing the line, like he Cody's essentially Cody in, I'm I'm trying the best way of saying this that makes sense within the like the the lore or canon or whatever of the show. Cody is a baby face that's delusional. He's a baby face that like is doing heelish things and doesn't understand why people are booing him. 
But in right. reality, behind the scenes in real life with Tony Khan and Cody Rose and all this stuff, like in real life, they they're they know that they're they're basically being heels by doing this. Like, so it's one of those things where like because so many people are talking about Cody and Cody's so divisive right now, it's just way more interesting for him to be the TNT champion than Sammy. It's nothing against Sammy at all. Sammy's had good matches. He was, I liked seeing that he won the title, but given the spot that they're in right now with all things considered, and here's the thing, Sammy might be the one to beat him back for the title or something. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't mean Sammy Guevara's career is over just because he lost to Cody. Cody's still one of the top guys in the company, even though he can't challenge for the world title. It's like, he's still probably in the top five to eight guys or whatever. And especially if you consider just the level of fame, he's one of the most famous guys they've got. Like, He's always going to be positioned in a good spot on the show, whether people like it or not. So, you know, I think at the end of the day, as long as Cody loses the title either back to Sammy at some point or to another young up and comer like hook, someone like that, (laughs) then, (laughs) then, you know, because hook with the, with the TNT title would be very similar to Jade with the TBS title. Like they're both out there learning on the job, but you can tell that like there's big, they have very big hopes for what they'll be with the company. I'm going to be honest. I think Hook could be the next Goldberg. Do you mean that in a good way? I I mean as in the crowd is so behind him that it's like the when the music hits, send Hook, send Hook, yeah. he could become this phenomenon. And then he could smash somebody and then just walk off. And it just gets larger and larger and his undefeated streak grows and grows and grows to the point to where he gets to where it makes it just doesn't make sense if he's not champion. Like like and I know that sounds ridiculous, but you could already start to see like during Rampage, the crowd yeah. is chanting, send hook, send hook. And it's supposed to be feels, a heel, and everyone loves it. Him. And it almost <laughs> feels like like a, a big fight type atmosphere <laughs> i'm serious i know and I i've been saying hook it for is, years dude hook hook <laughs> is now hook is now the chuck norris of pro wrestling oh man and what i, I like saying, that though because chuck norris is legit it'd be different if you said no, like no, steven seagal or something yeah, yeah yeah no but i mean you remember like it was like this myth that like chuck norris doesn't do push-ups he pushes the ground down yes. or whatever oh, like, it's I, like, yeah it's yeah. like no matter what in in the myth wise like chuck norris can do everything you know like that's what i mean like he became like this like larger than life godlike figure that people just started making memes off of and analogies and i feel like hook is like the pro wrestling version of that and mixed in with the fact that he's over i just i, I he's not actually goldberg he's not gonna go the same way as goldberg is just going in there and like spear jackhammer and leaving and he's not jacked up like Goldberg, but he has kind of like that up and co- up and coming Goldberg aura that like I don't know necessarily if you need to put him in title matches. I don't necessarily if you need him to be in these long fifteen minute matches. He just whoever he's in the ring with, he needs to destroy and then leave, and it just keeps growing and growing and growing. What if Cody? hit Hook with the pedigree, like that's the one he's been saving it for, and yeah. Hook, Hook no-sells it and beats him. 
Which I mean, so how I, I didn't I didn't love hook no selling necessarily, oh, but like to me, to me though, this is where it's heading. I just feel like that he's gonna be that super Cena type guy, but just in a totally different, more um, fan built way. Nothing forced. Just yeah, this is what the fans asked for, you know. So. Um, you know, like Kevin Owens, they were like, you know, Kevin Owens decided not to sign with TN or with AEW because of Hook, and he's like, duh, like it's everybody's <laughs> in on the gimmick. You yes. know what I mean? So uh, it, it's just um, it's kind of funny how how things have turned on that situation. Well, kind well, yeah, because like I said, for a long time I've been like on the Hook bandwagon, but it was more kind of tongue in cheek. And then he yeah. turned out to be like really good in the ring. Right. <laughs> it's like, and then yeah. you're thinking to yourself, like, Taz's kid, you know, trained by Cody. Uh, he's got charisma. He has something to him. He has like, he's definitely more of that next generation look. Right. And he just goes in there, destroys and leaves. And he's got like, Hip hop music, so it's kind of like the the modern day Goldberg. I, I'm just saying, like, I really think if you booked it that way, it could work. I guarantee you, because that's Action Bronson is that music. I guarantee you they get him to do that live for Hook and like the first pay per view he does or something. Like they'll make it a right. big deal. Yeah, I like I I I wasn't sure how crazy you were going when you compared Hook to Bill Goldberg just now, but you actually totally made that make sense. I know I totally get what yeah. you're saying. Um, right. Yeah. Because at first, if you say Hook's, Hook could be Bill Goldberg, you're like, oh, so you're saying he sucks. And I'm not saying that. Like, I'm saying just said that aura. Like, and we're on, you know, Turner. Like, it just feels like... And, and see, this is what I'm also talking about necessarily, as in not just focusing on just who's coming next and who are we bringing in, but like who you have and focusing on that and making it you know, bigger and, and larger, you know what I mean? Like that, that's kind of where I'm at. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think it's inevitable. Um, Reese just said something about the FCW title. That was right. At the perfect timing. I was about to bring this up. I feel like at some point soon, hook will have to go after Ricky Starks for the FCW title. It'd be like, that's yeah. my dad's belt. Like I want that. Right. You right. Know? Well, and then and then it gives him an opportunity to defend it and not have to worry about trying to get the TNT title, not have to worry about trying to get the uh, championship, and and just he's just defending the FTW title, you know. Um, unless, I mean, I would, I'd actually prefer to be honest if like they just like combined it with the TNT title and then like dropped it because like the FTW title really doesn't mean much, unfortunately. Like, I'd be cool but if, if like Hook had it and defended it. Don't you think that it would have more credibility? Yeah, but do you really? I mean, I'm saying like he'd still win. Like he'd be the one to combine the titles. He'd just keep the TNT title, or maybe he'd keep the FTW title in lieu of the TNT belt. But the next person who held the belt would go back to the TNT title or something. I don't know. I just feel like they don't have. There's no real need for the actual FTW title for. But do you remember? Do you remember like when Goldberg before it was like he would not even go near the NWO. Like, until he was ready to face, like, Hogan. And the first one he went after was Mr. Perfect. And I was like, oh, no. Like, I knew. I was so pissed as a kid because I knew 
once he went there, he was going for Hogan. And I was a big Hogan mark. And I was like, oh, no, this is happening. <laughs> but for so long, it was just like him destroying like Perry Saturn, Raven's Flock, and like Hugh Morris. Hugh Morris, just a whole bunch of WCW guys. And I feel like Hook can just go out there and just destroy a bunch of AEW dark guys. Just destroy them and then leave and just keep getting over and over and over and then go from there. I don't really know what you do with Sammy, though. I really don't. Um, and it's a tough situation. I, I think with Sammy, and I said this on the distraction as well today, I think that in the very near future, they need to go the route I'm about to say. But I think this would have benefited him even more than winning the TNT title, potentially. But he needs to feud and beat Jericho. Like, that's yeah. like... Like that's yeah. so much built into that over their years with the inner circle and their tag team and Sammy being like the kind of the, the one that Jericho was like prepping to be, you know, the next him and everything. And right. that needs to happen at some point. Like Sammy needs to beat Chris Jericho one-on-one -on -one before I think he can go off to do bigger things. Like, cause I, I honestly think him beating Jericho clean is bigger than, not necessarily bigger than the TNT title, but it's like, okay, you're out of Jericho's shadow. You're out of the inner circle shadow. Like now you're the guy kind of thing. What, I'm just throwing it out there. What do you think about Sammy and Tay Conte being on TV together? I'm fine with it. If he's going to be heel. I mean, I, I, I'm fine with it. See, I think that that would be a way, because I don't think she really does much with the Dark Order. And I think that that also separates him more away from the inner circle. And then I think that that could possibly be where Jericho comes in. We're like, hey, this girl's gotten into your head. She's broken up your relationship. You're not the same Sammy anymore. And then they could go from there. And Jericho would actually be the face and Sammy would be the heel in going into the feud. Yeah, Honestly, that's probably the better option because um, I was thinking Jericho would probably be the heel, mainly because it looks like he's kind of may, might be turning heel against Kingston right now. I can't really tell exactly what they're going with with that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do prefer Sammy as a heel, like as just an unlikable heel that still does cool moves. Like right. just because he's an asshole doesn't mean he can't do a 630. You know what I mean? Like right. it adds right. to it. He's up there on the top, like posing before he hits it and stuff like um Reese Hayes with a nice name drop says hell have hook do an indie tour need him and Matt Mikowski him versus Matt Mikowski would rule um that's like the next guy up for like the now with like guys like Daniel Garcia and Lee Moriarty and stuff the being technical more, side yeah being more Mikowski actually fought for Bellator years back and stuff like he's legit um and he's only been wrestling uh in pro wrestling for like two years or so, but um, he's actually wrestled Daniel Garcia and uh, and those guys, kind of guys on the indies a little bit. But I think he's going to be the next like now that some of these other guys, like I mentioned, are getting on TV and more of their time is going to be spent there. Mikowski's going to be the next the next guy kind of in that spot, I think. And we'll see him on TV sooner soon enough as well because he's he'll he'll rise the ranks quicker than most people. Yeah, so, I mean, I just, I, I think that that could be a possibility because, one, the Sammy and Tay situation has caught a lot of people's attention. A lot of people have a problem with it. 
Um, I'm not saying that I do or anything. I'm just saying there's a lot of people that do. And I think that if you really wanted to bring on the heel heat and make that transition, I think put them together on TV would, would definitely do that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. And then with and then Cody. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, and also like, as far as just hook really quick to that same yeah. uh, comment from Reese, I do want to see hook do the indies. Like I think he'd benefit from doing some indie dates, like just wrestling in front of smaller crowds. And like, you just have to learn how to work differently when you're in front of less people and against different types of wrestlers. That's how you get really good. That's why guys like Dana Garcia are so good. So fast and stuff is like, cause they're yeah. out there doing that. And I think hook could do great. Just doing AEW dark and continuing to train and stuff, but he'll, he'll level up so much faster. If you went out to the indies and had, had matches against guys that he had to like, and he had to learn how to like get over in front of like 50 people in like standing room only. Like, it's a, cause that's a totally different vibe than like, you know, AEW and stuff. So it, it, I, I think, I think he'd benefit from, from some indie matches. Well, and like, just from my experience and being in indie shows, like if you don't do anything for us to cheer for, like we won't cheer because the the environment is not necessarily to cheer because you're only around 50 people. It's not that contagious of like, Oh, they're cheering. I'm going to cheer whatever. Like you have to earn it. You have to really go in there and like get people's attention. So yes, people think, Oh, you know, it's only in front of 50 people or whatever, but sometimes that's a hard show to do because you only have a small attention span of 50 people. And if you don't capitalize on that, then they're just going to kind of sit there and watch you wrestle and nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. That's also, I think the best time, the best opportunity to learn because you get like direct feedback from a small amount of people. Like if something you're doing isn't working, like you're going to know, you'll literally hear someone in the crowd being like, this is lame. You know what I mean? Like to their friend next yep. to them, like you got a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Yeah, so you can hear you can hear a pin drop in there if there's nobody like marking out for anything. So yeah, you can you definitely have to earn it. Um, and then with Cody, like if you remember the Bullet Club is fine, Cody. Yeah, it, the the character was a complete fake in front of the elite, and then back when they all left, you saw like the real evil side of him. And I think that that's kind of what we're going to see is just like the total fake side of Cody. But there's going to be segments. There's going to be things that people catch on camera and it's going to be like, oh, wait a minute. You know what I mean? So but but I'm I'm interested because he does like to kind of challenge the norm and he doesn't just want to just do something that just makes him a clear cut heel. And now I'm a heel. He's going to be playing with that fence a lot. And I thought the picture that they showed um, when he became the TNT champion, like on Twitter, and it had like green lightning and red lightning, and it was on Christmas Day. So you're thinking like green and red Christmas, but I was thinking Star Wars, light side, dark side, and they're both, and he's right in the middle. And that's kind of what he's been teasing this whole time. And like he said, he always comes up through the middle. He never comes out from the good side or the the heel side on the ramp. So um, I think that that's definitely what Cody will be will be doing. Yeah, I think he's gonna ride the line for a while. I think basically, 
the once he finally hits a pedigree is when he's basically accepting that he's that the fans that he he doesn't care now. You know what I mean? Like the second he hits a yep. pedigree, it's gonna be like, you know what? I hear y'all, and I'm gonna give you what you want now. Like you want you want to see you want to see me bury people with my golden shovel. You want to keep booing me for no reason after I go through fire for you? Literally, light myself yeah. on fire. Like y'all, look at my back. Y'all still don't yep. care. Okay, y'all, I'll give you. I'll give wanna, you a reason. I'll give you a reason to be mad. Y'all want to throw my belt back? All right. Yeah. That's exactly. Fine. Exactly. Like you ruined it for all the fans that are fans of me. Now I can't do that for the dude. If if that belt landed in my hands in an AEW show, no there way was you're throwing no, it back. No, no, no. I would tell security to walk me out of that place if there, if there was a problem. I'd be like, I'd rather yep. leave with this belt than stay at the show and deal with these assholes. Like, yep. I'm out of here. I'm gonna get Cody to sign this. <laughs> like, right. I'm putting this right over my action figure display. Like, there you go. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think at the end of the day, we're all pretty much in the same boat of like whether you like Cody or you don't. I think we all assume that whoever he loses this to, it's like going at the end of the day, this is going to benefit somebody by him winning this title. Sammy just kind of got lost in the mix, but there are ways to salvage that. And it also Sammy looked great in the loss to, to Cody. It wasn't like Sammy went, went out there and got his ass kicked. Like that was like a really, really good match. And he just was, Cody was just the better wrestler, you know, and it's still Cody, you know? Yep. Um, yeah. So, I think that that spinner belt, I think that's going to happen. I legitimately I, I would. God, that'd be great. Especially because oh, he, be he can keep playing naive and like delusional. He can, he can bring out like some spinner belt, something or other, and the fans are just booing him. And he's like, I thought this looked cool. Like, what? what's the big problem with Like, y'all don't like this? Like, y'all yeah. like a color, like a colored, you know, armband on here. <laughs> like, you're wearing like, like lime green, you know, you can't see me swag. Like, oh, man. I, but I'm just saying, like, I, I do think he's going to bring a new belt. Um, I had heard through some circles for a, a while ago. So I pull back the curtains a little bit now because like, that's, it's out there from the distraction also. Um, I had heard a while ago that Cody was going to beat Sammy for this belt, like a while ago. And I don't like knowing spoilers, but it was one of those things where I was like, go ahead and go ahead and tell me what you know, kind of thing. I'm not saying who said this stuff, but like, I know, I know, I know a lot of people that would, that would be in the know about this stuff. And I, I had known for a, a few weeks that at least this person had told me like that this, these were the plans and that same person told me like, look out for a new belt. Like that's actually, that actually might be happening. So, cause they heard wow. me talking about it and they're like, that might actually be happening. And I was like, this is the same person that told me that Cody was beating Sammy. And this was weeks before like that Cody had even like done the promo with Sammy. I was like, wait, how the hell does Cody get into the TNT title mixing? It doesn't make any sense. And I was like, and then he shows up and you're he, like, Oh yeah. And I was like, Oh my God, he's going to actually. And then I realized that they, they made the match for Christmas. And I was like, Cody's definitely winning on Christmas. Like, yeah. that's for sure happening. So, speaking of that, they did a pretty good rating. They did almost six hundred thousand on Christmas Day while an NFL game was going on. So that's that's really good for Rampage. Um, of course, it was on a Saturday, so it wasn't on a Friday, but still for Christmas Day, an NFL game going head to head with that, that that's pretty good rating. So good for AEW plus oh, yeah. Dynamite did a back to a million viewers as well. So 
hopefully now things are kind of picking up. People are going to be done with the holidays and uh, things get settled back down. Football season is coming to an end shortly. Um, we'll have playoffs and then it'll be over. And uh, yeah, so things will really start to heat up. Um, you know, in January, he's got a ton of stuff going on and then you have the Royal Rumble and all that jazz. So there's a lot of stuff uh, that, that that'll be happening that'll kind of shift gears and change the way things are going in the direction. Yeah, um, I've got a, I know like this month alone, or January, I've got, like, I, it sounds like, I, I was telling the chat before you came in here, I might be getting free floor seats to day one. I said that's the only way I'm going. I was like, mm-hmm. I, I can't, it can't just be, like, free. What is that? Saturday? On, on Saturday, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I should know tomorrow or Thursday, I think, but someone going to be that, a, Are you going to be a seat filler? I mean, like I said, it's floor seats, so it's, like, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm, I'm hoping like an actual WWE where they like move you around and they. Oh no no no! This would be I just know people who work for State Farm and the Hawks where they're going gotcha. at. Um, yeah, so like there's people that applied for seat fillers on a pay per view and they got accepted. <laughs> so I was just wondering if you were like one of them. So no, that wasn't me. No, I. But that is funny that they're in that kind of position. They do that for Hawks games and stuff. They literally move you around the arena to yeah. make noise. Um, but I, I, I will most likely, and I'm not, not to be a jerk or anything, but I literally was like, unless their floor seats are like in a box with like food and beer, like I'm not interested in going and just like being there. But like, if it's like a cool experience like that, I'll do it. Um, so we have that. I'll be at Terminus live, uh, later this month. Like that's going to be a sick show. Um, uh, Jonathan Grisham's promotion. Yeah. Jonathan Grisham and Baron Black are putting that on. Um, and they got a lot of big names on that show. Um, and then like, I'll be doing the post show review for impact because they got hard to kill next weekend on pay-per-view. Yeah. Uh, In Dallas. Oh yeah. 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 I'm assuming you have no interest in that. I'm not Um, going no. And then, uh, I'll be doing the post show for GCW Hammerstein. Like I'm going to go on live, like right after the show for fight pool. So nice. a lot of good stuff coming. And then of course the fight night that, you know, we got UFC 270. So I'll be, I'll be on Fightful and I'm hoping you'll be there too, obviously for fight night, but we got fight night that Saturday and then GCW is the next night on Sunday. So that's going to be an awesome weekend. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of good stuff. And of course the Royal Rumble, I mean, as much as I don't like the WWE, I'll definitely watch the Royal Rumble. You know, I do it every year. That's just part of, part of the yearly routine. Like I'm, you know, I'm going to watch it and try to have a good time. Right. So, for sure. Stuff. Another a super chat from Sean. Appreciate it, Sean. Uh, yes, chant to spinner belt. So yeah, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, we want the spinner belt. So um, Sean, if you have any questions, you can just submit something. I'll answer for you. Uh, but yeah, I, I would love to see that. Like you know your audience at this point. You know what to do to antagonize them. There would be nothing that would be more antagonizing than the spinner belt. Like. That's just such a no-no for the smart mark crowd, and it's perfect for Cody's character right now. So, yeah, I'm all for it. Yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. What else? What else happened? Or what what do you think about – did you watch the end of BTE? I haven't seen the latest episode yet. Okay, so, like, Adam Cole basically is explaining why this is a great thing to have Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish with, and he's explaining to the Young Bucks, and the Young Bucks just aren't happy about it at all. So, um, they're already teasing that tension there. 
So we'll kind of see what happens. Um, I'm pretty excited to get the Undisputed Era versus the Best Friends in Orange Cassidy tomorrow. That's a Jeez. that's an NXT versus AEW match that you never thought you were going to see, and uh, so that's really sweet. Um, and we'll just see what happens. But I mean, Hangman and and Brian Danielson too isn't too far away. That's what January fifth, I think, something like that. So that's coming up, and um, that that's going to be really good. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Well, I mean, we were going to talk about um, some of our memorable moments from 2021, and also I wanted to do I wanted to steal an idea what Fightful did, which I thought was a really cool idea. Him, uh, Sean, and Denise did it, and it was basically. Things that you think will happen in 2022, wild ideas and actually realistic ones that you really think could happen. Um, definitely want to do that as well. So we could either go over 2021 moments or we could do the 2022 projections. Let's do that. And then whatever time we got left. I don't know if we're going to do you want to do a full two hours or hour and a half or we'll see how it goes after an hour and a half. We'll see where we're at. Um, guys, if you haven't, please, please smash that like button. And also if you, uh, want to support the channel, please submit super chats. It really helps us out and, uh, share this video out, get our names out there. Want to definitely have a presence in 2022, want to grow the channel. So definitely appreciate you appreciate our sponsor Unkind Esports. And, uh, yeah, so 2022 predictions, I'm going to go with one. Um, I think that Impact Wrestling will be close to suffering the same fate as Ring of Honor by the end of 2022. Mm. Yeah, it's a pretty gloomy prediction. Um, it's gloomy, but here's here's one of the main reasons I feel that way is you have the biggest market in free agency and you're making no moves. And to me, it's like, if you were really looking out for the future of your company, I feel like you would be trying to sign a lot of people and it's just kind of like bland. You could have a huge head start on so many different companies. And I see like MLW making more moves than impact wrestling. You know what I mean? Like I just, and it's not like this show is like, really getting any buzz, any hype. There's no more AEW relationship there. Kenny Omega isn't there anymore. I, I just don't feel great about their future. Yeah, I think that's all totally valid. Like, yeah, it's they're they're in a tough spot for sure. Because, I mean, even you talk about, you know, them not making moves. Even Ring of Honor was able to make some of those moves that Impact couldn't, and they're out of business. Like they could, that's they were I'm able, to, they were able to get Strowman, and like Impact couldn't. You know what I mean? Like that's pretty wild. Um, I'm trying to think. Michael Young or Jung says, uh, CM Punk will be AEW world champion. I don't know. I, I don't think that's the craziest prediction in the world, though. I think it's possible. Um, Cody goes back on his word, wins the AEW world title. I think that it's possible if Cody goes full on heel, if they do something where like the pinnacle breaks off and like MJF and FTR stay together, but they ditch Wardlow and Spears. And 
they do a four horseman type thing with Cody, FTR, and MJF. And MJF, like, allows him... Like, if MJF's the reason that Cody can get a world title shot after all this time, because he cost him his world title shot initially by throwing the towel in, like, that'd be pretty wild if they could work something like that into it. Um, But I think Cody will pull, like, the ultimate heel move. Like, once he finally is, like, established as a legitimate heel, I think that would generate some real heat for him to go back on his word and challenge for the world title. Um I have I got a, I got plenty of like MMA predictions because I've been doing that all week um, that I could do off the top of my head just to throw a couple out there for MMA fans. Um, like I think this year, as insane as it sounds, and this also ties into pro wrestling a little bit. This might finally be the year that Fedor fights Brock in the UFC. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> you know, like, like the reason I say it is because Fedor is still beating people in like these lower promotions. And like I feel like Brock's gonna fight again at some point. So it's like maybe the UFC. Why, why UFC? Why UFC? Why not Bellator? Uh that that's a good I mean, I guess the prediction more so, I guess, would just be overall the two of them fighting each other in MMA. But I I guess I mean Bellator probably has the better chance if they can give Brock the money he wants. Yeah. Um, which I mean I think if show you know showtime is behind it, I think it could it could possibly happen. Yeah, that that'd be interesting. So I think the two of them might actually fight each other, maybe for like some giant, like just just to finally do it. Um, I think Chimeov wins the welterweight title next year. Like I think he's gonna beat another yep. number one contender like soon, and then he'll yep. beat Usman or whoever is holding the title, but it'll most likely be Usman. Um, yeah, this I think is a that good one. I think this is going to happen. I think AJ will be going to AEW. Yes, please make that happen. I want that so badly. Yes. Um, I think this is a good one that I think is totally possible that no one's really talking about. I think Valentina Shevchenko moves to bantamweight and wins the title from Pena, and then she becomes the champ, champ, and that's what sets up the trilogy with her and Nunez. But Shevchenko is the champion going into it this time. I like um, that. I so like that. those are a few, a few that I'll put out there. There's obviously the obvious ones like Connor and Nate three and like that kind of stuff. But like, those are some, some that I think uh, are maybe a little out there, but I think are all possible. Um, I think, I think AEW will be on HBO max next that'd year. That'd be cool. Okay. Like, like to, think... watch, to watch their pay-per-views and like their back catalog. Yep, just like Peacock, but just AEW is a part of it because that is a Warner-based network, and you could, um, you probably would still have to pay for the pay-per-view, I would think, but maybe on the HBO Max is a discount rate or something. But you, that would be a way you could watch all the Dynamites and all the other stuff on there. I, I think that they could come up with something, and I think HBO Max makes a lot of sense for both parties. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I like that. I think that makes sense too. I'll say, uh, who do you think at this time next year, like at the, on on December twenty eighth, two thousand twenty two? We'll come back to this next year when we when we're talking about this. We'll try to remember who yeah. is the AEW World Champion at this time next year. Mm. I'm gonna say MJF. I knew you were gonna say MJF, so I'm trying to think. Maybe not. I'm gonna say. Brian Danielson. Both good choices. Dude, I'm not I am not against Danielson beating Hangman in like two weeks. As much as I love Hangman, Danielson is just on such another level right now. So okay, this is this is another thing that we'll 
I don't want to go too far off, but like if I had to name some of the greatest moments in 2021 wrestling, Hangman beating Kenny is not one of them. And the problem with that is it should have absolutely been one of them. And I think that it really hurt him becoming champion without that, like that feeling of just like he finally did it, you know, like, I remember when Sting beat Hogan, and it was goofy, and they, the finishes were terrible, but, like, all of WCW came out and celebrated with him. It felt like it was, like, the end of an era. The they NWO. paraded him around on their shoulders like right. Rudy. Like, yeah. the NWO no longer dominated, and you had to tune in to see, like, what was going to happen afterwards. And to me, it was just kind of like, okay, Hangman wins, Kenny's injured, he's leaving, and here we go. Brian Danielson is now heel, and he will be facing Hangman. And it's just kind of like, okay, I mean, this is fine. I, I love them both, but it just didn't have that, like, wow factor. So, in my opinion, I think next year is going to be heavy CM Punk, Brian Danielson. I think CM Punk is going to win the title. And then I think Brian Danielson is going to beat CM Punk for the title. And then I think that they'll never win the title again. I think that this is just it. This is going to be their their year of getting their main event shine. And then the next year will probably go more to like the younger stars. Yeah, I I could see scenarios where all these things play out. Um, I'll do a bold prediction, even though like. Yeah. I talked about this earlier this year and the time may have already come and gone, but I think we'll see another, I think the forbidden door will get more open again to other promotions. Like I think we'll see more crossover again with like MLW and GCW and, and AEW and all that kind of stuff. Um, Some companies more than others, but I think we'll see somebody like a Chris Jericho do a death match in GCW. Like 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 an like an established like someone you wouldn't expect. I know he did the match with Nick Gage, but like, right. but I'm just you know what I mean. I think so. Like like I'm not gonna say Sting, but like something like that. Like Sting. Like I think some of these guys that you feel like can't go anymore, or like past their prime, just because the options are so open. Someone you don't expect, I think, will show up in GCW and have like a pretty violent match in GCW. That, that's one of my predictions. I think Kenny Omega will return to New Japan in 2022. Or Kenny in GCW too. He's he's totally willing to do that stuff. Oh, like yeah, I mean, that'd be amazing. That I mean, I think so. He 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 kind of qualified to what I was just saying. Like somebody, yeah, yeah. A, a basically like a ma- a major star that you wouldn't expect to go into that world and do that. I think I think we'll see again in 2022. I've got I've got another kind of doom and gloom bold prediction. I do not think ROH will ever have another show. Yeah, I I mean they're trying to do April, but that I who knows, yeah. They seem so on the fence about it though. There is just nothing definite. And to me, if you were running a show in like three months, I feel like you would have way more plans, way more of like none of this if maybe whatever. Like it just seems to me that this thing is done. It, it's over. Yeah, I I think a lot of people feel that way. I mean, you kind of you kind of have to considering Final Battle was like so clearly like if this is it then like yeah. this is what we're trying to go out on, you know. And then another one, um I think AEW will buy ROH's film library. Yeah. 
I can that, that way that. you could add that to the streaming service of HBO Max. You could have that part of the ADF section. They would own all in. And if you're looking now of who they have on their roster with Bobby Fish, Kyle O'Reilly, Adam Cole, you know, Cody, the Bucks, if they sign the Briscoes, all like then you've got all their career archives, Adam Page. Like at this point now, that footage is really valuable to AEW, in my opinion. Brian Danielson, CM Punk, like that's that's some really valuable footage that I think would really benefit AEW. Yeah, that's that's super true. Like I that I, I had never really thought about that too much, but that like Ring of Honor might as well just do that now. Like just go ahead and I agree. That's what I'm like, saying. Yeah. Well, yeah. and the thing is is back in like just even a year ago it didn't make a ton of sense for AEW to get the all the ROH footage but now they have scooped up so much ROH talent from previous years that it it makes quite a bit of sense well they I mean they might even be worth buying the rights to just all of everything that they that they own as a company because then it opens up to where you can do the occasional like ring of honor throwback type show for AEW yep. and like use their branding like WWE did with ECW before they ruined it. Like yep. um and that way you, you can, can avoid doing do the ROH the... versus AEW and it wouldn't matter because they're both like signed to AEW. So even if ROH wins it doesn't matter. There's no skin in the game. You never competed with ROH really. So it, it's not like like that's a problem in, with Vince is like he'd never want ECW to go over because he he wanted to show that they were such a superior product. Like ROH never was with that with AEW, you know. Yeah, and, and if you own if you legitimately own the rights to this stuff, you don't wind up doing the cheesy like TNA like EV 2.0 type stuff or whatever that was like. You know, like they couldn't use any of the ECW likeness. They couldn't say the words ECW. They couldn't, they, nothing about that was ECW. Just a bunch of ECW wrestlers wrestling on TNA and them trying to call it ECW. They couldn't even, like, at least they would own the Ring of Honor rights in that scenario to, like, properly do it if they wanted to. I don't think there's anything else. Do you think there will be a super show next year? Like, with New Japan, GCW, AAA, like an actual. AEW versus another company and bring in all the different companies for a big super show. I I think it's totally possible unless things stay the same or get worse with like COVID and whatnot. Like I think if we weren't dealing with that, then like a hundred percent they would do something like that. Right. Um, but I think that'll happen at some point in in the next couple of years. Like I've I've talked about it for a while, wanting like a a true world heavyweight championship, like, like a title that supersedes all the individual titles. Like it's, you're still, you know what I mean? It still means a ton to be the AEW champion, the impact champion, AAA and so on and so forth. But like one person a year wins the, the true world championship. You put like all the real champions against each other in a tournament. And one, one time a year, you just crown like the world champion. Yeah. Um, which I think would just be awesome. And it would, it would help so many companies, especially if like, imagine if like, uh, 
a good example would be, I don't know, Hammerstone, probably not the best example, but let's let's just say a, ham, a Hammerstone just for the sake of the, the argument. Like, if someone like Hammerstone went into a tournament like that as the MLW champion and somehow won that tournament where it's like Kenny Omega is like, the, or whoever, or Hangman Page, the, the, the AEW champion and, and uh, whoever's got the impact, like Moose with the impact title, whatever – you could you could elevate somebody so huge in a tournament like that without hurting any of the other companies because it's just a one-off tournament where like it doesn't really matter where you're from they're putting all the best wrestlers together on one show for you right like, I, I i don't know i think there's a lot of really cool potential with that um so yeah i love that idea hopefully they're able to do something like that well i'm i'm not saying this is the right thing or the wrong thing or whatever but have you seen what the nfl is now going to do no. <laughs> so basically, instead of a 10-day quarantine after you test positive, it is only a five-day quarantine. And then you can come back and play as long as you don't have symptoms. So what that means is players that are positive with the virus will be able to play. Interesting. And now WWE is choosing not to test. So I think we're getting very close to where we could start seeing some some legit movement in the Forbidden Door and all that other stuff. Yeah, I'm interested to see how all this plays out with with all sports. And and I think I think we got to get through this winter, but I think really by like spring summer we're going to be in really good shape. So it, it definitely could leave. It definitely could open up a really exciting 2022. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, I hope so. I, I hope all this finally yes. is in the rear view very, mirror. So very optimistic uh look, but I, I do hope that things are definitely gonna be looking up. Um yeah, do you think Roman Reigns loses the title at all next year? <sighs> That's a tough one. Because I think it's possible he loses to Brock like this weekend. Um, I don't think he will, and I don't think that he should. Right. But because I don't know who the hell they have that everyone just keeps saying Braun Breaker is like it's like okay, <laughs> like but because that's something that could realistically happen within the next calendar year. Like, are they gonna get the machine behind him to such an extent in the next you know half a year to a year to get him ready on WWE TV? Like his NXT, his NXT run, because he's not even the champion of NXT, right? Like, it's still Champa. So. He's about to be. He's they're, they're wrestling on this weekend, so or whatever, the New Year's show that they're doing. So oh, I didn't realize they had a New Year's type thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. he's facing Champa. Oh, New Year's Evil, that's what they yep, call it. Yep, yep, yep. Um, so he'll win it soon. But, then, but I guess kind of my point is, like, so he wins that, and then, like, he has to have some sort of run with that title. And no, then, the, there's, like... 500,000 people that watch that show. So why do they think that people that are watching SmackDown of like 2.2 million are all of a sudden going to be super excited that Braun Breaker is going to be facing Roman Reigns? Well, that's what I'm saying is like time-wise for like within the next calendar year, like you would have, he's, you know, hypothetically speaking, like he'd have to have some sort of run with the NXT title and then they'd have to try to make it because the, the two things seem a lot more linked now than they were before. Like NXT 2.0 is clearly like Vince McMahon's little like training 
kind of basically testing people out and then putting them on Raw or SmackDown. Like, but it's him now. And like I, I, like I heard that uh, Grayson Waller was already on Raw recently. So I think that like some of these people from NXT, it's good. They're going to move a lot faster from NXT to Raw and SmackDown. Like they're going to just make people sink or swim, but you have to have some sort of period there where you build Braun Breaker on Raw or SmackDown to the point where the WWE audience can get behind him as the one to beat Roman. Like, I feel like that's going to take a lot more time than just a couple months. But here's my thing. Do you really think WWE can do it? Because I don't think they can. What do like, you mean? I, like, could, could they? I, I think that they don't know how to build stars to where they would be believable to a point to think that that kid is going to beat Roman Reigns in a couple of months. Like, I don't think they could do it. No, I don't either. But I'm just saying, like, like that seems to be they, the only person that, like, anybody that, and I always bring up Omos, but like, that's just like at some point they're just gonna make him the champion. I don't know what felt though. <laughs> It'll be the Raw title. There's no way he's getting the Roman yeah. title. No, no way. I, yeah. Um. But but my my thing is is like, can WWE bring in a guy with a lot of momentum and just have him continually win and not get stale and not get boring and not feel like he's being like push down our throats to make it feel somewhat natural and believable. And we want this person to continue on to face Roman. I don't think they can do it. Yeah. Well, and even then, like, it's always, you know, like, and then what, like, let's say one of these people does beat Roman. It's like, then what, you know what I mean? Like, like, I mean, like, I, and then is Roman just going away? Is he just going to lose to Braun Breaker? And then it's going to be like, and not only that, like, if the, if the ratings crash, are they not immediately just going to job him out to Roman and go right back to Roman again? Like, th- there's no patience in this company whatsoever. You know, like, that's one good thing, too, about AEW when they're starting to hit like 800,000. There was like no super panic and there was no like, oh my gosh, let's go back to this or let's put the title on Sting or whatever they want to do. Like, it was like, stay the course. And then eventually here they come, here comes the ratings again. Like, that's one thing that WWE really frustrated me with as a fan back in the day was just like, you you have to let things develop. You might take a hit early on, but eventually people will buy in and it'll work. But you can't just think that everything you're going to do is going to have, like, immediate impact and be an immediate hit. Yeah. I, I'd say if it was up to me, and now this would give you time to attempt to build some stars. Like, I don't think that they will, but you, you would have time if you – it's a long time. And granted, I'm not going to watch anyway, so it really doesn't matter. But this is for the people that, like, you know – plug along like you know it's gonna get better i'm just keep watching um i think that if it was me roman would not lose he wouldn't lose this year he wouldn't lose at wrestlemania he wouldn't lose like this entire 2022 if you can make the match with the rock for next year's wrestlemania you do it but roman has to win that also Uh and then within the next probably three months or so you gotta have someone ready because you at that got point you, you're out of every option with Roman Reigns. Like you have tapped that water complete that, that well completely dry. Like, like you you gotta if, if you can't get because at that point you're putting Roman in a spot that's like really kind of like sacred ground. Like he would be like a multi-year straight world champion. 
clearly the the name the the top is the, the top is the the biggest name in the in the whole company the top guy for a year like undeniably when you think WWE you think Roman Reigns and there's nowhere higher that he can get than like beating the rock and beating everyone else but the person that beats Roman it should be someone he's never lost to that has never lost to Roman before like I don't want another one of these like what impact wrestling does all the time and, and Ring of Honor did it back in the day a lot too with guys like Davey Richards and stuff where yeah. like they would challenge for the title a bunch, but then by the time they finally won it, it's like, well, you lost, like, you know, you lost to this wrestler, like John, John Morrison and an impact was a good example. It's like, he lost world title shot after world title shot. And then, or sorry, Brian cage, rather he lost to John Morrison like yep. four different times or something. Yep. And then they finally put the belt on cage and it was like, well, I'm happy for the guy, but like, now he's like one for four against the dude. He just beat. I don't really care that much. You know, like, so yeah. it's got to be something fresh and something where like, you're going to really strap the rocket and, and really go with that next person. They can't, you got to have patience. If, if it's going to be a Braun breaker or someone like that, like whether he's ready or not, like you, you've got to commit to it. And like, in, and really, I don't know. They're, they're in a really tough spot though. Cause I don't, I, you know, there's also Kyle, a good possibility that, that Braun Breaker just isn't the right guy still. Like, he's still very green, so. You know, Kyle, um, the figure collector, brought up a really good point. I was watching, and he thinks this is going to be a really rough year for Mattel because they've always had such a deep roster to make wrestling figures, and now the roster has been cut so super thin, and they're not just going to want to make figures of just, like, anybody so they're going to constantly want to keep making star like of the bigger stars, which means you're just going to get more Roman Reigns, more Seth Rollins. And he's like, he really thinks they're going to struggle if they don't fall back on like their legends line and that like they're going to have a, a big problem because they have they don't have a big roster anymore and they don't have a lot of guys that was necessarily be toyetic or like over enough where people are going to really want figures of. So I, I do think that's an interesting point. That's a really good point. Yeah. Shout out to Kyle Peterson. That's a yeah. code. Use code Kyle on, uh, on ringside, ringside. collectible, save 10%. Uh, that's the code I always use when I order from there. It's better than the free ship deal. Code. Yeah. You got to get a deal. It's better than the free ship code. Cause the free shipping will send your stuff all over the country and like circles and like, yeah. and you don't save that much more than just doing the 10% with code Kyle. Um, yep. it goes up a lot faster, but, um, yeah. Cause also on top of that, like Mattel is going to be like, like, you know, they're, they're only going to want to produce top stars not only because they're the, the pool of talent smaller, but because of this last year or two, they're probably sitting there like, just like the WWE 2k people. And they're just like, F all this, like right. we have all the people that we're making figures for, like, yep. like who wants to buy, a, uh, a you know a name wrestler X who's been fired in the last two years like who, who wants to buy this action figure they're not even the company anymore like yep. so these 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 companies are being put in bad position because they're releasing products there that are out of date before they even come out hundred percent hundred percent I mean like <clears throat> Bronson Reed and Adam Cole and Scarlet and Karrion Cross and I mean, you name it, like, and it, and it was like Jake Atlas, he's, his uh, uh, swerve, like they all just got basics and they immediately got released right afterwards. I mean, it just, 
it, no matter who they were picking, they were getting released. So um, it's going to be really about, tough. Yeah, what sucks about that is, like, I don't collect the basics. So, like, right. I would have gotten a Swerve Elite if it was okay. out. But I'm not going to, quote, unquote, waste my money on basics because I just don't see the value. But see, usually basics are the first step, and then they get an Elite. No, like, I know. Eventually. And yeah. so that's just what sucks is, like, these guys weren't even in the company long enough to even get an Elite, you know? Right. But the good news is eventually we'll get a Jazzwares figure of most of these people. So, um, so we will get, we will get AEW, like we will get a swerve AEW elite style figure eventually. Like, I think I'm he's, sure de- I think he'll definitely go to AEW. I, I can't no imagine him. Yeah. No I, I, just, I just don't think he brings hit row with him. So I think it'll just be him more than likely, but, um, cause that other dude burned a bridge. He really did. Yeah. Top so. dollar. But Ashanti yeah. the Adonis is all right. Like if they bring him and swerve together, I wouldn't mind it. Um, but yeah, the, the I, I think that like Swerve's a slam dunk for AEW. I'd, I'd be yep. very, very, very surprised if he wasn't there like as soon as he's. Plus, I don't think they necessarily have. Um, how do I say this? A believable guy that could be a champion with that type of ethnic background. Like to me, Scorpio Sky's like really your only one that was like somewhat maybe Hobbs, but to me, Swerve. He's he's championship material, you know what I mean? Yeah, so. like day one, right, right in the right the day one of the company, like he could he'd immediately be taken seriously as a as yep. a threat to titles. And he's also a guy that has a ton of respect from like cause he wrestled for quite a while before he got signed. So like there's a lot of people that are like in big good time. positions now in AEW that like are gonna vouch for him big time. Like they all want him there. So like think think of how fire this Cody Rhodes open challenge could be if they did it again. I mean, there's literally so many free agents out there. Like he could wrestle Bandito, he could wrestle Grisham, he could wrestle Swerve, he could wrestle Flip. I mean, there's just so many different people that, that he can wrestle this time that would be major. I I do at some point soon want to see Cody and Sting. I think, I think that's a big money match. I will, yeah. I want to see it too, and 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 especially if Cody's going down the wrong path, and let's say that he like turns on Arn or whatever, like him and Arn are done. And like Sting, like basically is trying to be like a mentor to him, and he's like, you know, mind your business, old man. Like, oh yeah, I would love that. What do you think of the idea of Sting and Darby beating the Lucha Bros for the tag titles? I don't hate it. I just that that's another that's another disappointing title reign if that happens, though. Like, I I just feel like that they really haven't. I feel like they had more momentum trying to get the belts than than when they've actually like got the belts. I, I just don't like I, you almost forget that they're champions, honestly. And FTR or sorry, sorry, uh, Lucha, Lucha Bros. Bros. That's the thing, though. You think FTR are the champs yeah. because they're the ones that are getting the more TV time. They're the ones that are like possibly going to feud with the Briscoes. They're the ones that you know you see a lot more of. It just feels like that they they're the champions, and it's not. It's the it's the Lucha Bros. So I, I I don't know. Yeah, I think Sting and Darby. I mean, I'm obviously for it because I'm a fan of like all that stuff with them. But and like they're still. I mean, every time Sting wrestles that that match, we've already talked about it, but like last week, but that match with Sting, CM Punk, and Darby, like 
awesome. I mean, you can't ask for anything more than that from those dudes. Like, and I, you know, honestly, is there a more over tag team than them? Sting and Darby. Right. Um, not for me. Um, and I mean, just listen to the crowd just in general. I don't think there's a more over tag team than Sting and Darby. And I mean, even if they had like a edge Hogan title run, you know what I mean? Where it's just like a couple months or whatever. I still think it'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it'd be awesome. Um, so yeah, I kind of, I was, I've been thinking ever since Darby lost the TNT title, kind of like, I felt like it's a possibility that him and Sting would win the tag team title sometime soon because like, they got to keep Darby, and they have, and Sting's the same way. Like, you have, you got to keep Darby, especially though, like in the conversation as like one of the top like main event guys in that company, kind of like no matter what he's doing. And Sting is more than holding his own out there at his age. Like anybody who, at this point, like if you make fun of Sting, like for what he's doing right now, like I don't know what to tell you. Like that dude's like 62 or 63 years old and he's out wrestling a lot of people that are in their prime right now. And then by, by he's out there hit, doing the greatest hits and that's all he needs to be doing. Like yep. he knows exactly how to work that crowd, the moves he needs to do. And he's staying super over. So, like, it's awesome. But do you think he can do that in a singles run? Like, if he had to wrestle Cody in a singles match, do you think it would look sloppy and get exposed? Or do you think, like, a tag match is important for him to still, like, be able to look good? It depends on who he wrestles. I think him and Cody would would knock it out of the park because Cody knows how to work like that, too. Yeah. Um, But is Sting against just, like, a random person, like, I don't know, probably isn't quite as good. Because, like, you you have to protect Sting a lot, too, with it. Like, um, but, I mean, I could see a scenario that maybe Sting becomes the TNT champion at some point because, like, of how, like, important he is to TNT, WCW, and the history and everything. And if somebody beats Sting, because, like, Sting hasn't lost in AEW, like, whoever eventually beats him... That's a pretty big rub, I think. If you keep Sting uh, protected, to, to have somebody beat him, I think would be a. That's a great thing with AEW. There's multiple people they have that are that are so highly regarded and been protected so well that it isn't all about like in WWE. It's all about like who can beat Roman. In AEW, it's like who can beat Hangman for the title. Who can be the first one to actually beat Brian Danielson? Who can beat Sting? Like what's what's going to beat Cody for this TNT title? Like. Like it's, what is it's what is Moxley and Kenny Omega going to be like when they come back, and who's going to be yeah. able to beat them? And you know, like it's just it 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 literally like if you want to pop off a list, had, Alistair Black, he's only lost to that Cody like once, right? Otherwise, yeah. he's undefeated. And like, there's just so much. Um, this is a decent idea: Sting and Darby versus Cody and Dustin. I think that could be a possibility. Um, 49er fan, which is Eric. Uh, Sting, Darby versus the Hardys. I think that would be pretty cool, too. Um, I think and Darby, have Darby, is, Darby versus Jeff one-on-one also. Like, that's got See, that's the thing, though, is like if the – yeah, I agree. I think what could happen, though, is Cody beats uh, – or Sting beats Cody for the TNT title, and then Darby beats Sting for the TNT title. Maybe just out of a respect. Maybe it's not even just a heel thing, but it's just like I have to have that belt back and I need to beat you to prove myself that I can do this or something like that. And I, I think that that, and I think Sting would like to put Darby over like that as well. So I think that that would work. I think that would be really cool. I'm not necessarily advocating for this, but what would you feel if 
let's say Sting is on the same, like he's doing the same as he is right now, where like he's still super over, his matches are still good, yada, yada. He can still go, but he doesn't have to go every week, you know, every few weeks or whatever. What about like at some point doing like a Hulk Hogan, like 2002 style, like Sting wins the world title and just has like a few dream matches with it and loses it after a few. Like, I think as long as it's booked correctly, it, it could work. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I also think your undercard needs to be pretty solid, which AEW shouldn't have a problem. Their roster's deep as crap. But, like, if Sting is the champion and let's say he's facing whoever, but yet you're also getting Kenny Omega and Adam Cole, like, right. I, I think that you'd be fine with that pay-per-view. You know what I yeah. mean? But I do think there needs to be somewhat of an exit strategy for Sting. I mean, he is 62. If like a crescendo, basically. Yeah. And then like once he gets to the world title and it's over with, and that's kind of where we he really dies down for him. You know, I, I've said it since day one. I think that Sting's last match will be Darby, like him putting over Darby. But okay. I also think that when Sting came into AEW, they probably assumed it would be like not as frequent as what they've gotten. They're probably just testing the I totally waters. I think that's true. And they're probably, ex- just like kind of his time in TNA, it's like they're probably just going to keep doing like extensions because he isn't really slowing down. But how about this? I've said it on the show before. Bold prediction. Sting Undertaker in AEW. Do you think that this that's your wild prediction for 2022? I don't know if it happens in 2022, but I think it does happen in AEW within the next couple of years. Like, I don't think Undertaker's going to stay away, and Vince is does, not going to want to keep paying him, but he's paying him. Does probably. WWE sell in 2022? No, but I think they sell before 2024. Okay. Well, actually, whatever the, when's their next TV deal? Do you know? I think that's like 2024. I think it is 2024. Yeah, that's around. I think I think they'll sell around the time that the next TV deal is coming up. Is my it was my guess. Okay. Yeah. Um. There's a lot there. I don't want people to think that we're just being ridiculous sting marks and all this stuff. But I do think if you book it correctly, it could work, and it doesn't have to be something that like overly dominates the show. I mean, keep in mind, like, it sounded like from what I read in an interview, it was like Cody and um, Darby talked Sting into coming back to the ring. Like, he didn't think he could actually wrestle in a ring. It, it was all supposed to be cinematic matches. And then he he actually did it. So from here on out, it's just kind of like just following whatever happens. Um, he also seems really big on wanting to put people over. I think a CM Punk Sting match could happen as well. Like, he seems like he really respects Punk. That's kind of a dream match we never really got. So I think that could happen as well. There's a lot of things that could happen when it comes to Sting. Yeah, he's really been praising CM Punk this week. Like, I've been seeing him on Twitter and, and quotes and stuff. It's, like, all about, you know, because people are still – you know, as much as we're marking out about Sting, it isn't just us. It's like a lot of the fan base, every time he wrestles, they're like, dude, this is incredible. This thing's still doing it at this level. Like, this is awesome. And Sting himself was like, yeah, like, I did good out there, but, like, CM Punk's the draw now. I'm not really the draw like CM Punk is. Like, we, like, give CM Punk the credit for that main event. Don't give me the credit. And it's like, that's pretty cool when you hear a veteran, like, Sting doesn't have to say anything Sting, Sting is Sting. Like he doesn't have to say anything about anyone, but it's like he's he's making it a point to be like, no, CM Punk's the real deal. Like he's and for someone like me, as much as much 
brief as I give the guy about his MMA run. I know, I know a lot of people don't like hearing it. And I, and I'm trolling a lot of the time, if I'm being completely honest, I always respect the guy and I respect what he's done in, in, in pro wrestling and stuff, but what he's doing right now, like, this is why I'm happy CM Punk's back in wrestling. Like it isn't just for the payday. It isn't just because the MMA thing didn't work out. Like when you see him out there in face paint next to Sting and like, he's marking out out there. It's like, yes. Like I'm glad this dude's back, you know? See, Omar thinks it's hilarious that Sting Taker, he's like, it's not happening. Here's the thing. If WWE sells and they no longer are paying The Undertaker, they're no longer, he's no longer signed to an exclusive deal or anything. He's no longer getting income from the WWE. And if he feels like he's got one more match in him and he keeps watching a 63-year-old Sting wrestle, I would not say never that like they say in this business never say never it's not the most wildest idea well especially not only if the company sells the bigger point there too is like there's no loyalty to vince anymore like there's not you know what i mean like if vince isn't there that's the only reason i think a guy like even stone cold steve austin is still doing stuff with the wwe like he's probably just super loyal to vince still but like without vince there like what's i mean even with vince i think it's possible that undertaker like if let me put it this way, if Undertaker wants to wrestle, but Vince doesn't want him to, Undertaker is gonna be like, all right, well, I want to go wrestle somewhere else. Like you know, like just kind of like Jericho to a to a degree, like the kind of how they dealt with it. Mark Henry, Big Show, those kind of guys. Undertaker, of course, means more to the company and Vince and everything, but it's probably pretty damn tempting if word gets out that you want to have one more match and Tony Khan hits you up and says. Hey Mark, I'll give you two million dollars to wrestle for four minutes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, like it's. I mean, he's gonna do it. He'll for sure do it. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah, it's. Uh, I I don't. I know it sounds insane. The idea of Undertaker wrestling anywhere but the WWE and all this stuff. But my thing is this: I don't think he's really done. Well, given his career, I don't think he wanted it to end in an empty arena doing. Uh, you know, a, you know a a Thunderdome speech or whatever. Like, and then, like you said, he's out there seeing guys that are his age or older still performing at a high level. And he's got to be sitting there going like, I can get the same stem cells as these guys. I can get like my body. Like, you know what I mean? Like I can get good enough to go out there and wrestle once a year still. Like, right. you know, so like I watched Kevin Nash today on one of those YouTube videos where the dude takes like the hammer and nail and like hits you and like, like yeah, Kenny's yeah, done yeah. it and stuff. Yep. yep. And, uh, yeah, and I thought it was interesting because, like, all, all those dudes are kind of in the same boat. Like, they're all physically messed up, especially the the big guys like Kevin Nash and The Undertaker and stuff. But even in the shape that Kevin Nash is in, when I saw him, like, how flexible he still is and stuff, like, Kevin Nash could still wrestle one more match if he wanted to, given, you know, and just do his greatest hits, just like any of these other guys, you know? Like, I, so I, 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 just, I don't think we've seen that in The Undertaker. Like- he came to the rumble as diesel and he like just did a couple of big moves and then got eliminated and that was it. So, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's not have to do a whole lot if it's done right. I don't think it's an outrageous idea. I don't think it'll happen, but I don't think it's an outrageous idea either. Like, like I don't, I would never just say no way that's not happening. You just don't know. You don't know how things go. Um, yeah. We have 2021 moments and real quick, any other MMA predictions that you think are going to happen? Um, I think Henry Cejudo will fight the winner of Holly Volkanovsky three for the featherweight love, title. I would love that. I definitely yeah. want to see Henry Cejudo back. 
Yeah, me too. It sounds like he's serious about it. Um, trying to think if there's any others that I haven't said. Will Conor McGregor fight in 2022? Yeah, I think he'll fight Nate again. You think Nate Nate's happening? Yeah, or it'll be or, or it'll be Dustin again, but that'll be up to Dustin if he wants to do that again for the money. Does John Jones fight heavyweight in 2022? I don't know. I think he has to keep figuring out the outside of the cage stuff with the company and all that. I I have no idea with John Jones. It's not like Dana White hasn't talked to him in like forever, so I really have no idea. Yeah. Um so I think I, I texted him once. <laughs> <laughs> Great. That's reassuring. The only other MMA one I have, which is which is kind of MMA, kind of not, but I've said it before on here. I think Anderson Silva boxes Jake Paul next year. I I don't know because I think Jake is avoiding that fight. He's not calling him out for a reason, so we'll see. Also, I don't know if you saw, but Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley only did sixty five thousand buys. I saw that. Someone in the chat put that in here earlier. Um, and if yeah. that's true, that's that's very surprising especially considering the amount of money that had to get paid out for jake and then tyron still made you know over a million and stuff so well and logan paul has said that floyd has never paid him yet for the fight with him and floyd which means that that fight didn't do well either wow this thing might start to burst and I think the big reason is, is just because I don't think that necessarily boxing fans are buying these events. It's casual fans. It's fans from other things, YouTube or MMA or whatever. But I don't think it's actual boxing fans. I also think the current generation that grew up with the Paul brothers knows how to string things. I was about to say they're paying for it. They're pirating it. I was was about to say like it may be 65,000 buys, but probably like 300,000 people watched it. You know I what I mean? I definitely agree with that. I, and I honestly think that's, even within a UFC, that's what makes it so impressive. Is like, you'll have a 700,000 buy rate on that pay-per-view, and then there's probably a good 300,000 that are actually streaming it as well. You know what I mean? So, um, but yeah, so that might give you an indication that things aren't necessarily going so well. And if I'm Showtime... Do I just want to like focus on Tank Davis and like some other guys, up and comers, and not necessarily mess around with the celebrity boxing stuff anymore? If I'm not getting the the return, yeah, that's the whole thing. Because like, I think Jake Paul generates a lot more interest than everything else you just said. But at the same time, like they're paying out Jake Paul so much money that like the return on investment has to make sense i don't know i mean obviously there's a lot of sponsors involved and stuff i mean like they might still be making good money that that's that's kind of regardless of how many pay-per-views they're selling um i don't know i don't know i don't know all i all i what i could kind of possibly see happening is anderson silva is signed with triller and so is vitor belfort and if showtime just says AJ, this isn't really working out. You're not generating what we thought you were. And they move on. He could go back to Triller, fight in that little weird uh, triangle, triangle, and fight Anderson and Vitor there. So I think that's a possibility. I think, and we've talked about it before. I mean, I would love to see Anderson and Vitor rematch in boxing this year. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. I'd be down with that. So, but yeah, it, I do think though that it, it's possible that 
Showtime will focus more on the actual boxing stars and not necessarily Jake Paul. And Jake Paul will kind of go on and do some uh, side stuff with maybe Triller or some company like that, or maybe do his own thing. I don't know. I don't know if it's necessarily time to call it dead, but it it's just he's going to have to fight something, somebody that really gets some interest going, which is why he's calling out Masvidal and Diaz and all right. that stuff. But like Dana's already said, it's not happening. He's not doing it. And now they have all the leverage because they're like, look, Masvidal does a million pay-per-view buys. You do 65,000. So make it make sense for us. You yeah. know what I mean? And those are also all more, all respect to those guys that you mentioned, but those are all more winnable fights than Anderson also for Jake. You know what I mean? Totally like, like it makes so much more sense for him to be calling those guys out that like not only aren't even legally allowed to fight him because of their contracts, but like those are guys that if he did fight them, like he has a better chance than against Anderson Silva if we're talking strictly boxing. Um, there was something else I was about to say about – uh. Oh, I just totally lost my train of thought with uh, it, it had to do with Jake and uh, and Showtime and all that stuff. I'll, I'll think of it eventually. But yeah, so that's the situation. I was surprised by the buy rate. Um, so that's not too good for them. I do think it's tough though. You know, they were building Fury and Paul and now it's, you know, Woodley again. And I definitely think after that fight, yes, he did get a great knockout. But Woodley looked worse than he did the last time. And I just don't think that that necessarily made Jake look fantastic in the sense of like competition. I think Woodley's stock went down. Jake's went up some. But I don't think it went up huge because he didn't look great until that knockout. So I, I just think that that fight really didn't do either one of them any favors. I'll throw out a couple more predictions as we're talking boxing. And like- yeah. Um, and I've become quite the boxing connoisseur over the last, especially over like the last year or so, the more fight nights right. we do and all that stuff. I, I think I had a pretty good grasp on it. I'll say that in 2022, Shaq knocks out Lamar Odom. <laughs> um, this is not and, where I thought you were going with boxing. I thought you were going to be like, Usyk is going to fight Tyson Fury. I know. That's why I set it up like that. I, that's I, what I think. But, and... Not so bold prediction. This is a pretty obvious prediction. Like, this is one that, like, you're going to hear and be like, well, of of course that'll happen in 2022. Aaron Carter will knock out a TikToker. Hmm. Like, Aaron Carter, no matter who he fights next, Aaron Carter will win by knockout in 2022. It'll be a TikToker, like, some Instagram influencer or YouTuber or something. Aaron Carter gets a knockout in a boxing ring in 2022. Um, So, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with. I'll go with those predictions. Oh, so. wow. Well, I've heard that Usyk might actually fight Canelo at a cruiserweight fight, which I think would be very interesting. <laughs> yeah, that'd be um, great. And also Tyson Fury could end up fighting Usyk, so that would be good. Anthony Joshua, that whole thing, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, Usyk, Anthony Joshua, very curious to see what happens there. I'm praying that Terrence Crawford and Earl Spence fight in 2022. That's a fight that we've been waiting to see for a very long time. Um, So that's probably – oh, and Lomachenko will get his title back. I think he'll definitely get his title back. Um, So there's a couple of them there. But, yeah, there's 
it should be it should be a good year for boxing. Hopefully, they've learned their lesson and they really start having the best fight the best. There, there's a lot of credible fighters. They just need to fight each other. So hopefully, yeah. that happens in 2022. Yeah, and I'm definitely down for like as much as I joke about like this. I do love the celebrity boxing, the free show, free show boxing because it's just the entertainment value of it. Like I laugh harder at that than like anything else. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I really respect the guys who are like real boxers, and that's why I respect Jake as much as I do because he he's much closer to a real boxer than a celebrity boxer at this point for me. You know what I mean? Right. Um, I, I agree with that. And it's funny because there were people like really coming at me on Twitter the other week when I was talking about how I wanted Anderson to box uh, Jake. And it was really funny because most of those people that were like really upset about the idea of it, I may have told you this as well, but like a lot of them were literally saying like, why would Jake box Anderson? Anderson could never transition into boxing at his age now. And like, they don't even know that he just have no idea that he is literally he boxed twice last year. Like, yeah, it's just funny because like all the people, I, like, people I have talk, like all these heavy opinions on this stuff don't even know what they're talking about. I talked to somebody too, and they were like, "I was like, I want to see Jake Paul versus Silva," and they were like, "Anderson," and I'm like, "Yeah," and they're like, "Oh, he's old, he's shot." I'm like, "Dude, he just destroyed um, Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. and he knocked out Tito in like a minute," and they were like. Tito Ortiz? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, he knocked out Tito in a boxing fight? I'm like, yeah. And people are like, That's oh, what they focused no on. We're like, wait, he works Julio uh, Chavez Jr.? Yeah, that meant nothing. And the funniest thing about that is, because that that was a fucking janky scorecard. Like, they, yeah. they because like, one of the judges gave uh, Chavez Jr. that fight. And yeah. it was so clearly Anderson. But on top of that, that's what makes Anderson's win even more impressive to me is he worked him the guy's a former champion beat him decisively he beat him so decisively that on his dad's own card they couldn't fix uh, the yeah. like because it was his dad's show that in, he was made in mexico in mexico yeah, yeah. You know? i mean i'm sure you remember the fedor emelianenko fabio maldonado fight in oh. russia the like, Fedor, the Fedor, <laughs> nobody can stop the Fedor, my God, he's, he's, like, he's still there because we love Fedor, God bless Fedor. Out, out cold on the ground, taking punches in the face. That was the most biased, one-sided commentary I had ever heard in my life. I mean, it poor card. It, like, Maldonado definitely won that fight. <laughs> if he was knocked out cold, that guy would still be like, hey, Fedor's ready for round two. Like, yep. it's over, dude, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, – I, I really want to see Anderson versus Jake. And if Jake beats Anderson, then God bless him, and I think he's probably ready to actually fight, like, boxer boxers. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Because that's the thing is, like – I would say the Vitor. I would yeah. take either one. If he, yeah. if he beats Vitor, I would be super impressed. Because yeah. Vitor will light him up if he's even hesitant at all. Like, because it, it's different. It's not a lot different, but it is different. And this is what I think people that don't, like, this might make, make it make more sense to feel that might not get it. Like, it's one thing for Jake Paul to be beating MMA fighters in boxing that have, like, no boxing experience. Yeah. Versus beating an MMA fighter that does have boxing experience. Like Anderson Silva actually has been boxing people. Vitor Belfort has actually boxed people. Like, like it, it isn't a completely foreign thing, but it still means a lot. Like 
to to beat a Jake or to beat a um a Vitor Belfort or an Anderson Silva if you're Jake Paul, like that's a much bigger deal to me in the bo- in the sport of boxing than beating a Tyron Woodley or a Ben Askren or something like that. Like that's these are legitimate. These are guys in Belfort and Silva. Like if they didn't have their MMA runs, they probably would have been really high level boxers Agreed. like their whole careers. So like, Agreed. yeah. And then it, like you said, if you beat one of those guys, then it's like there's really nowhere else to go within the MMA space up from there. Like you're getting like yeah. the best of the MMA boxers in, in a guy like Anderson Silva. So then the only place you really can go is legitimate boxers. The funny thing about it is I think Vitor Belfort and Anderson Silva both destroy a guy like Tyson Fury or sorry, Tommy Fury. Yeah, um, I was say, whoa, no, 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 no. Tyson, Tyson Fury. That's a, that's a difference. Tyson Fury beats literally every boxer on the planet. Yeah. Um, but Tommy Fury, like I think Anderson Silva would work Tommy Fury. So like yeah. I, I don't lo- I don't love the argument some people are trying to make about like it's only credible if he fights a traditional boxer when I think there are MMA boxers that are actually better than some of those traditional boxers. Like okay. I think it means more to beat Anderson Silva than to beat Tommy Fury. And if you do that, your next step, like you beat Anderson, you don't fight Tommy Fury because that's like going backwards. That's when yeah. you start you you fight a dude who's like ranked somewhere in one of these divisions. Like you don't necessarily fight Canelo or whatever, but you, you fight someone who's like 20th or something like that guy's probably going to work you like probably. But if you can hang with that guy, like you're a legitimate boxer, like, right. You know what, win or lose. If, if it's even competitive against the guy who's ranked or even has fought some ranked guys or whatever, like that's a, we, we still just don't know for sure. Cause the guys that Jake's been fighting just don't have any boxing experience, but like, what he's doing to these guys, and I, I know you agree with me. I'm not saying directly to you, but like for anyone who's out there who might not, like you can think whatever you want to about Jake Paul and his Disney Channel background and him doing songs on YouTube that are literally just telling people to buy his merch and the links in the description and marketing towards kids and all that stuff. You gotta respect what he's doing in boxing. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean. I mean, look at look at like Frank Gore, right? Supreme athlete, gas, like, Hall of Famer, Hall yep. of Famer for sure. Third, third uh, in in rushing in in the entire NFL's history, like third best. And I mean, he couldn't go four rounds. He couldn't go four rounds. Gassed out of his mind. So it, it's a completely different different deal. Um, yeah, hundred percent. And Frank Gore was playing in the NFL just last year. Like yeah. it isn't like some like washed up dude who like is in a desperate position who hasn't been, I mean, and Darren Williams was pretty gassed too, but not as gassed. And and he has a bit more experience with training and MMA and stuff, but like yeah. also way more length and, yeah. you know, um, but yeah, it was, it, it just shows you like, it doesn't matter what kind of athlete you are. It, it It's like wrestling. Like they say, you can train all day, but until you get in, like in ring shape, it's just not the same. And and that's the same thing in boxing. Well, it's a different type of thing too. With like, I always I always confuse the two, but like aerobic versus anaerobic type. Yeah. Type because like in football, being a running back, of course, that's like quick twitch or fast twitch, like quick motions, quick cuts, like very short amount of time intervals where you're having to expend all that energy. In yep. basketball, it's a lot more spread out where you're running up and down the court and playing offense and defense. And yep. so I think you're a bit more equipped just naturally. If you just took someone straight off a basketball court and straight off of a, 
off a of football um, gr- um, field field um, gridiron. Uh, yeah. If if you if, with, with with no experience whatsoever, if you put like the football player may be a bit tougher and maybe a bit stronger, but if right. it goes the full length of time, I'll take the basketball player all day because of the, the cardio. Yeah. So. Same with like a soccer player, like who just literally runs the entire time. Same. So yeah. Yeah. Um, moments that stuck out with you in 2021. I mean, for me, the number one is CM Punk returning yep. to pro wrestling, AEW. It just, there was nothing like that. I mean, Bill came to my house just for that moment. Like, it, it, and that's like an hour drive for people that don't know. So, I mean, it was just one of those things that like we, we wanted to be together for because it was such a special moment and it was awesome. The crowd reaction. I will say that it's definitely... I don't know if people lost interest, but it was clear that people lost interest afterwards. They did not get the same response after that moment. It was just like, okay, he's back. And then it was kind of like, okay, on to the next. But like everybody was interested at that moment because it had been so long. And I think you got a lot of WWE fans that watched that show. I think you got all the AEW fans that watched that show. Um, It was just a really cool moment. Yeah, that, that's the moment of the year for me, too. I mean, it has to be, all things considered, for sure. Um, some honorable mentions, though, obviously, more more of the big debuts. I mean, you can pick from yep. so many, but, like, the back-to-back, Danielson that and Adam cool. Cole. I mean, that's yeah. that was incredible. Um, I love seeing Kyle O'Reilly finally show up in AEW. I've been waiting for it for since day one of the company, just being like, oh, the second he's free, I hope they get him. And and the thing is, as you can tell, like he's been waiting to get out yes. of that contract. Like he would have left a long time ago if he had the opportunity. So it's like it's like I'm finally free. Yes. And there's a lot of a lot of guys like that, like Malachi Black and, and Andrade and stuff. I mean, there's there's a lot you can choose from as far as like the debuts go. Um, some other moments that were, were great in wrestling this year for me would be, I'm doing this kind of off the top of my head, but like, um, the whole, just, just the rise of Nick Gage over the year and, yeah. and him showing up on AEW and, and him beating RSP for the GCW championship at our spring break last year. Um, that was all huge. I mean, the MLJ's ring entrance for uh, Nick Gage on that show was one of my favorite moments of the entire year. Um, so there was a lot of really good stuff with that. Nick Gage well, is kind of – I haven't seen the announcement yet that they're going to – apparently there's going to be a t- uh, some some sort of announcement about, like, Nick Gage for Hammerstein and, like, the world title situation with Moxley and stuff. Well, they made an announcement for the the ultraviolet title. I saw that. Alice like- Cologne versus Hoodfoot, which I love. I have no idea who Hoodfoot is. Oh my god, go. dude! Okay. Oh, he's one of my favorite guys, dude. I love Hoodfoot. Is Mo he Atlas. like AJ Gray, like stiff and brutal? Yeah, but like bigger. Um, but okay. like not, but not like jacked, just like big. Um, yeah. But he does a lot of stuff with like Paradigm Pro, like the UWFI rules stuff. So he's got he does like the work shoot stuff. But he just recently started doing death matches, and he's been like. He immediately became like one of the best deathmatch guys on the indies within like a couple matches. Like, well, and Alex Cologne is psycho. Well, yeah, so, he's like three-time tournament survival. That's what I'm saying. So that that match will be bonkers. It's gonna be insane, dude. Like, I, I love Hoodfoot. Um, he's a guy who like 
is he's going to really break out this year, but I've been able to watch him for a, few, a couple of years now throughout like a lot of IWTV stuff. Like he does a lot, like I said, with paradigm pro, he does stuff with, uh, with like, um, sub graphs in Nashville. He, he recently was doing stuff with them. He's really all over the place, like new South and action re- really everywhere now, but he's, a uh, he's a perfect matchup for Alex Colon for the ultraviolet Ultra championship. And this might be his GCW debut, maybe even like, I, I don't, I don't know how much Hoodfoot's done in GCW. Yeah. I've um, never seen him, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for that. But, uh, Another one was Cardona attacking Nick Gage in GCW as like the Druid and like where that all led. And I mean, easily probably it's, it's in my top five feud of the year for sure. Like I thought Cardona and Gage was amazing. That whole thing was awesome. Yeah. One of my favorite moments of the year was him winning the title and then just pelting him with trash. Like that was insane. Just the shock value of it, too. Like, you just don't get moments like that. Like, it was so awesome. And he knows it, too. Like, that's it's one of his, like, that's probably his proudest moment of his whole career. And it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was damn near perfect. Um, one, another one that I really enjoyed was just the uh, right before Kenny Omega and Brian Danielson actually wrestled. Um, just the crowd reaction. Never seen a crowd react that excited, that happy since WrestleMania 18. And, you know, during the pandemic and not being able to see crowds like that and to see like 20,000, just so super excited for that match. It was just, that was awesome. That was. Um, one. I'll, I'll throw this out there. I'll say that my moment of the year was CM Punk's return to wrestling. Yeah. But my number two, like my runner up, like above everything else and all the other debuts and everything for my moment of the year would be the dark order and hangman entrance for that elite squad match. <laughs> that was incredible. It's like the whole, like what, what makes a cowboy thing. I, and then like, I put it all together. The whole yeah. thing, the space, the space jam entrance with it. Like that just, yeah. that whole thing was so much fun. And the, the and, matching gear with hangman was so perfect and everything. It was so good. And in that match, that was the match that stopped Hangman's push. That was where Hangman left and went on to be a dad and lost the momentum. But that that all that happened in that time. So, which is crazy because it was like he had never been that over when that when and then after that entrance, it was just like, oh man, Hangman has freaking arrived. Here we go. And then yeah. he lost, and people I, were pissed. <laughs> and then it was like, what's going on? I don't get it. And then it's I, like, eh, don't worry about it, because CM Punk's coming. Yeah. So. <laughs> I, I love seeing, if you go back and watch that entrance, where, like, you know, because they, like, one by one kind of, like, reveal each Dark Order member, yep. like, on the stage, like, before Hangman comes out. When you see them, like, walking down the ramp, some of those dudes are so fired up. Like, you can see it in their faces, like, like, Alex Reynolds, you can just tell it's like, this is the moment he's been waiting for his entire career, like getting this kind of reaction, walking to a wrestling ring. You know what I mean? Like all these dark order guys who were kind of like the, almost like the toys that other people didn't want kind of from like the indies that all kind of like wound up being a group on AEW. These like kind of outcast type dudes who joined, who joined the dark order. Like they, like that was a, that was a huge moment for hangman and and his whole trajectory towards the title and everything. But it was also like a really, really cool like acknowledgement to see all those other guys like Silver and Reynolds and in five and ten and all those guys like just get that kind of reaction from a crowd. Like you can just tell how 
taken back they were doing that. So, and then they followed it up, like you said, with you know the y'all ready for this? Do 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 do. And the elites trying to dribble the basketballs together. They got the stage jam going. That that whole thing that was that was so well done. I loved it. CM Punk and MJF promo face off, one of the best, and then add that with the Eddie Kingston CM Punk, one of the best. So. That was really good. Um, like I said, I really feel like if they do Cody and, and the Young Bucks or Cody and Kenny like in a type of promo like that where they really go into their history and what happened, I think that, that would be fire. Yeah. There's a lot of good substitutes from this year. Like there, This has been a great year in wrestling, especially like, like on the indies. Not many people that watch this will, will know about this, but like, Southern Underground Pro is my favorite indie company, and they're out of Nashville. And they, a couple of years ago, they had, uh, it was a tornado or a hurricane, some sort of natural disaster that literally destroyed the building that they run in. And this is the same building that, like, they got so popular through SUP that, like, when GCW comes to Nashville, they go to do that same building because of SUP success there. And yeah. And that building got destroyed, and then COVID happened. And it was, like, a long, like, two years or so. And the building is now like put back together and they ran a show there a couple months ago. And that was one of my favorite moments was just seeing SUP back at the basement East because like that, that means that that company means a ton to me as a wrestling fan. Like that really helped rejuvenate like my love for wrestling when I was like one foot out on the WWE and AEW was still years from existing. And like, I needed something to be a fan of locally. And you have this stuff in Texas now in Houston. Yep. Like that was my thing in Nashville and in Chattanooga and stuff was was and so to see SUP come back was super emotional. So I definitely want to throw that out there too for anyone who hears this that is a Southern Southern Underground Pro fan like that they'll 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 know what I'm talking about. So yeah, and I mean uh, for me too, just talking about that like it was it's kind of like the summer of finding the Indies. Like all of a sudden I found out that a promotion runs a bunch of stuff in Texas and. I'm introduced to all these new wrestlers and it just was an incredible year for me to just be able to go to so much live wrestling, to see GCW twice, to go to Loco, to go to New Texas, to see guys like Brian Keith and Mysterious Q, who I think are extremely underrated. Like I think that they could be signed with any company right now i i I don't get it especially with mysterious q with the wwe like that guy that guy has the size he's huge he he can move so well for his size i think he definitely makes sense for wwe um especially booker t being involved with them like right and like and then brian keith i mean i that dude went like strike for strike with davy richards strike for strike with aj gray had an, uh, an amazing match with Mysterious Q, defended the title from the summer all the way till the end of the year with a ton of great challengers in New Texas. Wrestled Robert Martyr in um, Loco. Like, he's just, he's he's always out there busting his ass. Um, you know, Ninja Mac, Houston Zone. Like, there's just so many. And then, like, People love Roxy, and I think she's great, but I'm telling you, Rachel Rose is really good. Like, to me, she's right up there with Roxy. Like, Rachel just needs, like, a chance on TV, but she's really good. 
there's just a lot of really good talent out there. Gino Medina. Um, I've just seen a lot of really like ASF. There's, there's so many really good talent in Texas and uh, I'm really grateful that I got to see a lot of that live. You're welcome for pushing you in these directions. When yeah, you were yeah. calling, when you were calling these, these, you thought it was all so minor league and bush yeah. league. And then Man, I'll tell you, like, like I'm so thankful I went to that GCW show with with Nick Gage just to be able to experience that entrance in that building because you can bang on the walls and it was just like it it, it was almost like this evil came into the building because not only that he's about to beat up a woman right like it was and it was my first death match and it just was like very like i shouldn't be here but i like it here you know like i don't know it was really cool and um it was it was a really cool experience that whole card was awesome the other gcw i went to was awesome i'm going to gcw in february that's going to be awesome so are you going to go to gcw in atlanta yeah, it's in March. Yep. Yeah, I'll so, be there for sure. I'll I'll go to the one in February. You'll go to the one in March. Um, and yeah, it's 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 awesome experience. Highly recommend GCW live. So, um, yeah, a lot of a lot of really good stuff that happened in in twenty twenty one, especially like once crowds were allowed to come back and the vibes were there and everybody was excited and uh, I saw ton of dynamites and I, I saw a lot of indie shows. I went to a UFC. Like there's, there's a lot of good stuff that I, I got to see. Hell yeah. Well, I figure uh, now would probably be a good time to wrap up because it will probably me and Doug, for those of you watching and watch the replay and stuff, we're planning, we'll, we'll try to do it. I mean, we don't have a lot of time before the year's over, but like maybe the next week or so we're going to try to do some like extra videos for y'all and just upload them on the channel and they'll be like some of our favorite matches of the year. But, you know, we, we went through some of our favorite moments today, but like we'll dig a little bit deeper into like match of the year, like uh, wrestler of the year, like all that kind of stuff, um, like kind of throughout the next week or so. We'll try to get some videos up for y'all with some uh, kind of some awards uh, here on the channel. Yep, for sure. Um, so keep your guys eyes out on that. And uh, we'll try to get that out to you guys. And uh, like I said, we'll try to we'll try to put more content out there for next year. Try to have more of a presence next year. Have the channel grow. We appreciate all the support. Um, Where's Bill? It's it's like this, right it's here, like this, bro. You don't recognize me? Yeah, he just he's, he's just got a beard. That's it. That's all. And he no, became a Vikings out, fan. Shout out to Bill, though. Nothing but respect for Bill. I'm happy he follows me on Twitter. Like he doesn't yeah. follow a lot. He doesn't follow a lot of people. I feel very no, he honored. Um, he doesn't, and it doesn't take a lot for you to get unfollowed. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, like yeah, I, I'm I doing it. pretty quiet about pretty much everything, unless it's yeah, like, you do. Like, I I don't, but I know, I know. I can't help. I'm it. a I'm a fun follow. If you want, <laughs> if you want to see what I think, I'll let you know. And yeah. uh, I really appreciate all my followers that stick around because sometimes it's not the easiest, but. Just know overall I'm a good hearted dude. I just uh I just don't I don't agree with just being quiet. I think that people need to to speak out against things they're against. So that can get me in trouble sometimes. But um but yeah, no, Bill's good. He's at he was actually at the Chiefs game and he's in uh, he's in Kansas right now and then he'll be back home and 
Yep, all good. Still talk nice. to Bill every week. No. And if you haven't checked it out, Ozzy, there is a video uh, reunion of me, Bill, and um, Stephen basically host. And uh, we kind of explain things there, go through memory lane and all that, and what we currently like in wrestling. So check that out if you yeah. get a chance. If you want some throwbacks, too, we had, uh, we've had a True Slayer on a couple times, too. So. Correct. Yep. Uh, you can find some True Slayer episodes on here. We got to get Josh back on here soon. He's awesome to have on the show. Um, and got, Brandon. Uh, I mean, yeah, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah, we got Brandon Instant Classic Eight. No, that was Brandon. He's been on the show as well. Twenty twenty two bold prediction. Yeah. Oh, what what we got? We will have PS Power join us on one show this year. <laughs> find the connection. Find. The I will connection. find a way of, of of getting in touch with him somehow on the internet, even though he's impossible to get a hold of. I'm going to start spamming his comments on under his YouTube videos that he hasn't looked at in years and be like, I'll, I'm going to get him. I'm going to get him. We're going to get PS Power on here in 2022. Also, before I, just so we don't, before we run out of time, Unkind Esports, everyone make sure you're going over supporting those guys over there. Um, they're helping us out with the channel a lot. They're they're good people. And if you're into esports, if you're into video games, if you're into Twitch, anything like that, they're also big wrestling fans, big MMA fans over there. So like, Rob Van Dam's one of the owners. I mean, that tells you enough right there. Like, there's a lot of wrestling and MMA fandom over there with Unkind Esports. Um, make sure to follow their new – make sure to follow them on social media at Unkind Esports, but also check out their new website at unkindesports.com. They were recently in the FIFA uh, playoffs for, obviously, the video game FIFA. Um, they were eliminated, but they got to the playoffs, which I think was, like, a real big accomplishment for them. And they're looking for more people to play games. They're looking for more probably content creators and, and stuff. But e- Unkind Esports is expanding. I know they're looking for some people to help with their social media right now. So if you're interested in esports and or wrestling and MMA, hit them up. Um, Rob Van Dam, it's cool as hell to have him supporting us. And Eric, who I go through directly over there, is cool as hell. I mean, like, these people are awesome. And... They believe in the. They believe in like our little community of wrestling and MMA fans we've got here. They believe in the the channel, and we really, really appreciate their support. So, having them on board allows us to open up some more free time to do more stuff. Because when pulling about the curtain, when you're getting paid a little extra money, it makes it a lot more worth the time of like not the, the live stream will never stop doing. Like we're gonna keep doing yeah. it the way we're doing it. But when we have a little extra money in our pockets, Doug and me can take time from our other stuff and be like, you know what? We got a little extra from the sponsorship. Let's sit down and record some extra videos for for the for the fans and stuff. So like sure. this, this this partnership and sponsorship with Unkind is literally designed to help me and Doug make a little extra money off of the shows and off of the channel and also open it up so we get y'all better and more more consistent content and stuff. So it's a win-win-win all the way around for everybody. So I can't stress it enough. Go support Unkind Esports because they're being awesome to us. Yep, for sure. Um, if you have, if you didn't know, Cobra Kai drops on Friday. Everyone watches the greatest show ever. Uh, I've got a Cobra Kai shirt on right now. Can't wait. Um, Boba Fett also drops tomorrow. So if you guys are Star Wars fans, let's hope to God they don't ruin this. Because if they ruin this, I will rant about it hardcore mm. on here. And I will not stop because I am so sick and tired of seeing what Disney is doing to some of my favorite franchises. 
if you go check that out um, me too dude i'm mad that disney's doing to my favorite franchise yeah what, like you you can't figure something out to go outside of canada or something to film this stupid thing can you not film the mighty ducks in freaking texas it's or insane Florida or anything like you can't even you, call it the mighty ducks without Emilio estevez it's you something. cannot have and if they want to replace gordon bombay with some other actor i will be furious like the, the fact that this even happened to the point to where they are not going to use him, it's just, you you can't do it. You just can't do it. Makes I, it's ruined. It's ruined. There's so much, like, the whole story is him. And 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 then what happens with the mom? Does she find a new boyfriend? Like, what, what are we doing? Like, we're, the, the foundation has been set. You either do it. Or you don't do it. You don't. You don't take Gordon Bombay out and be like, "Well, we're still going to do it." No, it's over if you don't have Gordon Bombay. You have to have Gordon Bombay, even if you have to postpone it for two years. Who cares? Yeah. You just can't. We waited. We waited twenty more. for the for the show. I mean, we waited twenty years. I mean, we could wait another two for the next season. <laughs> but it's just these corporate jackoffs that are like, "Well, you know, it'll work because it's about hockey and hockey sells." No, it's it not isn't. About it's not about the hockey. Story. At all. Yeah, but, but corporate idiots don't think yeah. that. That's what frustrates me. It's like they take it all out of the fans' hands, and then they're just like, "Oh, it'll still." So it's just like these jackasses on Fast and the Furious that were like, "Well, it's just about the cars." No, it's about the Toretto's, and you took them out, so nobody cared. And then you brought them back, and then everybody watched it again. Like it's not, it's not rocket science. The Mighty Ducks yeah. is about making friendships, overcoming odds, and Gordon Bombay hooking up with hockey moms. And if That's you can't it. have those things, there is no Mighty Ducks. No, there is none. This is this is this is ridiculous, is what this is. There's just no way this should happen. So yeah, rant over, I guess. But anyways, check out the new shows. They're gonna be amazing. I'm gonna be super hyped. Dallas Cowboys are rolling. We've won the division. I need one loss from Green Bay to get the number one seed. And then, you know, we have a real shot at this thing, Steven. And I need I you, know. you know, if you don't make it, you need, I need you all in to, to, to cheer us on because this is this is one of the biggest moments of my life if we can pull this thing off. Like, I've been waiting for this for so long. I know you've been waiting a really long time. I'm not trying to say that, but but this yeah, is actually we, my we've, we've just never this, had it at all. But this yeah, is yeah, my yeah. chance. Yeah. This is my chance. My my reclaim of glory. It could happen. So um thanks for everybody for tuning in. Uh you guys, I guess next year it'll be 2022 when we catch you guys again on live rounds. So thanks for the great year. It's been amazing. Um, we really started this channel during the pandemic again. Like we really started things back up before that we weren't doing it. So there's some things that you can turn a negative into a positive. And this is definitely one of my biggest positives from the pandemic for sure. I appreciate all you that come in every week and submit super chats and hit that thumbs up and continue to show up every time we do a show, no matter when, even if we reschedule. It really means a lot to me. You guys are awesome. I love our community and uh, I just would love to see it grow even more so we can have more awesome conversations and enjoy pro wrestling and mixed martial arts and boxing and movie talk and all that good stuff. So I really appreciate you guys. Yeah. Appreciate y'all too. Appreciate being a part of the channel, a channel that I watched as a viewer over a decade ago um, and becoming friends with Doug and stuff. It's pretty wild. So uh so yeah, I always appreciate doing this and being a part of it. And I appreciate everyone who watches. And if you like the stuff that I do, 
my Twitter's above me, Fight Talk underscore. You can check me out there. I keep all my stuff updated there too. So if you like what you see here, but you don't follow any of the other stuff that I do, uh, give it a chance. You know, got stuff going on with Fightful and Fightful Select and all things MMA and my own stuff that I do with Jesse and Moe's and the Fight Talk podcast and all this stuff. So like, if you enjoy hearing me here, um, I'm kind of all over the place. I shouldn't say all over the place, but there's other places you can you can see my stuff too. And I try to keep it updated on my Twitter. So um, I appreciate everyone. I appreciate you, Doug, and uh, School Vikings. Go Cowboys. <laughs>